We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad is here with we have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now Australia. on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Let's Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas I have today declared that the coronavirus Name presents three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Faust, and this is Inside Four Walls. You know, you know, I like to think of myself as somewhat of a unity candidate. Yeah, I know. Me of all people. Equity, inclusion, all around the message. That's what I'm all about here, folks. You, that's what I'm known for, being an ally. Uh, I want to bring two sides together. Folks. Folks, hear me out. MAGA hat, chuds, chads, sigmas, grind set, and skibbity bops alike. And don't forget the toilets. Hear me out. Pink hat aficionados, people who've been grabbed by Trump and wish they had been grabbed by Trump. Uh, people with severe orange derangement and spaceman bad type syndromes. Hear me out as well. What if we combined forces, right? The amazing retardation of the, we too, of the Me Too crowd, or the Winge 2 crowd. And the MAGA conservative crowd, right? Bring them together. Come on, folks. You have a CIA operative raping people. And you're all still fighting out here. Like, come on now. This guy was doing this while he was actively serving, folks. You have a, a Bill Cosby that glows in the dark here. And you guys are still fighting. Come on. Hey, Wildebeests who voted for Hildebeest. Bro, hear me out. Look, me too! Fuck the deep state rapists! That was a deep rabbit hole, but yeah, hell yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Fellow, fellow Make America Great Again hat enjoyers. What if we paired up with the unfuckable masses that call themselves feminists and believe in such frivolous things as equal rights for women? What if we paired up with them 
harness their sheer retard strength and weaponize it against a fucking rapey agent that agency that covers and protects rapey agents. It's an idea, right? Look, deep state hatred and hatred for rapists. We can do something here. Look, there's a lot of crossovers between those two in D.C. and politicians all around the world, folks. A lot of rapey people in power. So me too. Yeah, hey. Make pedos scared again. Now that's a fucking hat I'd buy. Yo, Chris Hansen, where's that merch, bro? Make pedophiles afraid again. I will wear that corny shit. And I have a pin on my fucking jacket that says castrate groomers, not children. And uh, that pin is a fucking litmus test. I used to have, I had a big, not vaccinated pin. Bright red. I got it from an old job I quit. Uh, I'll go to that story later. Not in this episode, but I have talked about it before. Anyway, um, you know back when they tried to make the unvaccinated marked so you could recognize them? Mm. Happy days. Land of the free. Uh, well, 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 well. I have this pin. Now it says castrate groomers, not children. And whereas the make, you know, the not vaccinated pin used to get these weird looks from people or these like, hell yeah, high fives from people. Uh, the groomer pin. Oh my God. The, the reactions are polarizing folks. I encourage you to get something that says castrate groomers, not children and, uh, wear it. Yeah, you will get the the people you don't expect to give you a nasty reaction to it. You'll get, like, these big old gym bros you'd assume would be 2A types completely soy the fuck out looking at your pin. It's like, dog, what are you looking at online? Do I need to audit that history of yours, dog? What the fuck? So, but you get the usual crowd, too. You get, like, the blue hairs, the dyed hairs, the people who have brain rot, brain worm, and the woke virus all be up in your shit like, Hey, what the fuck do you mean, castrate groomers? Uh, wood chippers. I mean wood chippers. I mean recreational wood chippers for every household in America with children. That's what I mean by that. What do y'all mean by that? Anyway, let's get into this article, shall we? I started, I got rid of the chair, so now I, I stand up when I fucking record. I also want to get back into stand-up comedy, so standing up makes me want to waste your time more. Ex-CIA officer accused of sexually abusing dozens of women... Ooh, pleads guilty to federal charges. Man, he looks like that one guy off Clean House with Niecy Nash, doesn't he? That one, he looks like the uh, gym version of that one white guy from the live-action segment of Cyber Chase. It's tragic. This article is by Jim Mustaine and Joshua Goodman. Joshua Goodman sounds like Jewish John Goodman. I'm brother Joshua Goodman. Isn't it funny, by the way? That when Jewish people say, oh, ha, shalom, the response sounds like you're saying, oh, shit, you'll never eat bacon. Oh, ha, shalom aleikin. Oh, shit, you'll never eat bacon. You know what I mean? I find that shit funny. I got Jewish cousins and that shit pisses them. I got Jewish cousins who live in Manhattan. Folks, as a Lutheran who's surrounded by, so my family, it's Lutheran, Catholic, Jewish, atheist. Holidays are fun. Um, and I love making New York jokes. Oh, my God. I love making, like, there's a certain thing that happened in New York around the Manhattan area that my cousins really fucking don't like to talk about. Oh, oh the, the, the seethe, the seethe. Don't know why I brought that up other than I made, made a Jewish joke. It reminded me of cousins I can't fucking stand. Cue the Ari joke. Why do you guys all talk like such fucking victims? Anyway, 
A former CIA officer accused of drugging and sexually assaulting at least two dozen women during various overseas postings pleaded guilty Tuesday in Washington to a federal uh, to federal sex abuse charges that could land him behind bars for up to 30. Here, did you catch that, by the way? Right, you'll notice where it says, during various overseas postings. Postings, meaning while active duty. While serving the CIA, while being funded. You, the American taxpayer, you're working 9 to 5 every day. You're, man, the stand-up mode switched off real quick. You are going to work every fucking day of your goddamn life. 9 to 5. If you have a wife and children, or if you have a husband and children, and you're working. My condolences. I'm sorry society got so bad that women have to enter the workplace. But also, you did fight for that. Ally. Um, but you're working every day. You're busting your ass. You look at your paycheck. You see how much you earned, and then you see in red what you actually get to keep after the government steals your fucking money to fund wars, drug smuggling operations, MKUltra 2.0, and a modern day mockingbird-esque operation warfare against the American people and global conflicts abroad, right? You work every day to keep the lights on in Ukraine, to keep the lights on in Israel, and to keep guns in Hamas's hands. That's what you, the American person also. You know what else you, you, you bust your ass for every day and struggle to get the right amount of sleep, struggle to eat healthy and fund and provide for your family? You're also funding... America's own various versions of James Bond to travel overseas and rape women. You're paying for their drugs. You're paying for their travel. You're paying for their housing, their food, their investigations. You pay for every second of these people's lives while they serve and work for the federal government. Meaning you and I, the American taxpayer, paid for every one of these women to be raped. No. And the only reason you might push back on that is say, no, hey, 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 I just pay taxes. You just confess to your part in this crime. Hey, mine too. We all pay taxes, right? Hey, you guys. Hey, wait. Are you not paying your taxes? I mean, I'm not going to tell on you or anything. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, I'm looking for John McAfee, bro. I Look, hey, 2016? Mm. Actually, I just worked for McAfee's campaign. I didn't actually vote for anybody uh, in the 2016 or in the 2016 campaign. But off the point. Your tax dollars, oof, dozens of women, dozens of women, man, and we paid for that, and by, by the way, this is just one agent who was caught, by the way, how many more of these people are abroad and out there that haven't been caught, and even more so, let's think about this, why was he caught, was it just a fluke? Did the government investigate itself and find culpability for once? Weird, considering they came and passed a fucking uh, Pentagon financial audit. Damn, they failed that one too, didn't they? Uh, so, why'd they drop the veil of protection suddenly? We live in an era of whistleblowers coming forth. Left, right, and center. Real whistleblowers and fake whistleblowers. Easily, you know, hey, look, women came forward with accusations. Could not be the first time. Right, we're talking about years years of service in the CIA. Pardon me? Sorry. I'm... I think I'm getting sick. Anyway. We're talking about years in the CIA. Dozens of women. There have been reports. For sure. Somebody knew. Somebody made a report. 
uh, the, the, these people are chipped, bugged, and tagged. Like, every movement of theirs is monitored by the CIA. And the CIA just usually doesn't care what they do. So, why did they bring the hammer down? Hey, look, creepy rapist dealt with behind bars for 30 years, pleads guilty. Love it. Case closed. Chapter book ending, black and white, print, fit to print, publish. It's never that clean, though, is it? Never. So something something changed somewhere, I'm assuming. And that's just my assumption here. Because, again, look. The CIA and the FBI are like the fucking Vatican here. They protect the worst fucking predators and call you nuts if you accuse them of it. They gaslight the fuck out. They don't even gaslight you. They're an entire goddamn Valero station. If you know who owns a Valero, the joke is apt. Brian Jeffrey Raymond kept nearly 500 videos of pornograph, uh, of photographs, sorry, pornographs, of photographs he took of naked, unconscious women, including many in which he can be seen opening their eyelids, oh, opening their eyelids, groping and straddling them. Prosecutors say the images date to 20, 2006 and track much of Raymond's career with the victims in Mexico, Peru, and other countries. I got audiences in Mexico and Peru. You know, hey, that, that's weird. I got angry about that a little bit. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know anybody who listens to my show in those countries. It's a little weird to be mad about it, but still, it, it, it I am disgusted that Amer- that we paid for this. I'm disgusted it happened. Um, Jesus Christ. So. Again, we paid for all the traveling. We paid for the housing, the hotels. We probably paid for the camera that took the pictures. He used our money to buy the drugs he put these women under with. And by the way, by the way, CIA training. You know that came into play. Whatever they taught him, everything they taught him. Hey. Where where it glows, you know, it glows. Just darn it, the whole group of people probably have no idea what the glow terminology means or where it comes from. <laughs> That's your homework. The case was just the latest embarrassment for the CIA, which in recent months has seen a reckoning over its often secretive and antiquated handling of sexual misconduct claims within the spy agency. The AP found at least two dozen women have come forward to tell authorities and Congress about sexual assaults, unwanted touching, and what uh, and what they contend are the CIA's efforts to silence them. A CIA officer trainee was convicted in August of assault and battery for wrapping a scarf around a colleague's neck and trying to kiss her inside a stairwell at the agency's headquarters in Langley, Virginia. What the fuck? Well, look, now we know where Epstein learned all of his tricks from, don't we? I mean, look, he was a CIA asset. That's a, that's a fact at this fucking point. But... Man, Jesus Christ, always creating a, an American high school horror story in the fucking hallways of the government buildings itself. Bro, in the CIA headquarters. Now, granted, maybe it was a little goof, a little gaff. Maybe he wasn't like, like you know, when I read that thing with the scarf, anybody ever play Hitman? I heard Maria and I saw Piano Wire. But maybe that wasn't. Maybe they had a playful fucking banter. But the kissing thing is still really fucking weird, dog. 
brought you to our Andrew Tate, aren't we? A CIA officer trainee was convicted in August of assault and battery for wrapping a scarf around a colleague's neck and trying to kiss her inside the stairwell at the agency's headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Wow. The CIA has publicly condemned Raymond's crimes, and CIA Director William Burns bleh, in May launched a series of reforms to streamline claims, support victims, and more to quickly discipline those involved in misconduct. Yes, trust the same government that edits the VERS reporting. By all means, folks, this new streamlined system to report these things will totally work the way we say it will. Just report your vaccine side effects and they'll be on the website. Baby. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, we're talking about an agency whose number one catchphrase is... They were on our radar. Oh, we were aware of them for months. We were carefully watching. Just in your careful watching, people got raped and things bad, terrible things happened. Just for you to come wandering out like a little fucking an anime girl going, ooh, ooh, oopsie doopsies, rubbing your fucking, you know, putting your fingers together, going, ooh, 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 you fucking glowing prick. I hate this shit. But folks, this is why we're here. And it is your job to, like, look, it's not your job, but share this story. Just post a link to this article on your fucking timeline. Look, it is the AP. Folks, the AP. Do you know what high esteem retards hold public outlets like the AP in? The AP was really created by fucking Congress. Or, nope, sorry, that's NPR. See? Real-time corrections. But... The AP has been a long-time running show that took money to push fake fucking weapons of mass destruction propaganda during the Bush administration to justify a bullshit invasion in Iraq. Also, don't we just love how, like, everything was destroyed? Like, jet fuel melts so hot that it can bring down these planes, like, it can bring down these buildings, but not melt passports, which are perfectly intact on top of the rubble. Even though the people that the passports belong to are gone and don't exist anymore. Like, their bodies were, like, disintegrated. Isn't that a weird thing about 9-11? It's jet fuel. Melts steel beams, but not, like, pleather and paper. Hmm. Okay, Bush. Makes sense. That checks out. Totally believe it. Don't Clinton me in my sleep. I totally believe everything that happened with 9-11. America would never do that to itself. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a media matters moment right there, folks. Uh, the CIA publicly condemned Raymond's actions, streamlined clan victims, quote, As this case shows, we are committed to engaging with law enforcement to ensure that justice is served. The CIA said in the statement, quote, In addition, we take any allegations of sexual assault or sexual harassment extremely seriously and have taken significant steps to ensure that we maintain a safe, inclusive, and respectful environment our workforce that's right we hire rapists of all backgrounds here folks as long as you glow in the dark and you can rape somebody and break kneecaps for answers you have a home with the cia we don't discriminate here hey can't get you a drink agent cosby bring me in the popsicles now can you imagine like you work for like one of the number one murder agencies being the cia the cia is like look look we're very inclusive around here. All right, we topple regimes of all walks of second and third world nations. I mean, look at Ukraine. Look at what we did in Ukraine. 
right? Hey, that's at least a second world. That was almost a that was a second world country, you know. Hey, that worked out for 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 a while, you know. Hey, look around, man. You know, we're very diverse in who we fuck over. Like, look at the Middle East. That's well, that's going on. Can't exactly say it's working out for them anymore, but you know, it's going on. For a minute, they had that death grip on the Middle East, but. Damn, a little orange guy came along and fucked that grip up, didn't they? And then you had a flaccid pullout. And now America's doing a flaccid, just wet, sad re-entrance into the Middle East. But you know you know how it goes, guys. Look, you know how it's like, a couple, you, you've been in there round after round after round just pounding it out, and she wants a little bit more, so you just kind of got to, like, wiggle it in there. You know, it's not like your proudest or your best performance, but hey, it gets the job done, and now you're back in there, and you're, you know, hey, you're in the thick of it, right? Hey, you may not be performing the way you used to be, but hey, you got it in there. Dudes, some chicks are like, what is he talking about? A lot of dudes are like, yeah, yeah. Or I just ousted myself, but hey, look, 25 rounds is a lot for any guy, all right? I'm laughing at myself. Prosecutors described a 47-year-old Raymond as an experienced sexual predator. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this man is literally the James Bond of illegal entrance to pussy, ain't he? Christ almighty on the cracker. Who kept a detailed accounting of potential victims organized by name, ethnicity, and notes? Wow! No, they really do be raping of all varieties. They really are inclusive around here. They don't discriminate. Hey, if the pussy's wet and unconscious, the pussy's wet and unconscious. It ain't gonna know my color. Why do I care about theirs? Says the CIA. With our tax dollars. Christ. And notes on their characteristics. This one is a sleep talker. <laughs> Called me Desmond. Who is Desmond? This one right here has chronic night terrors. Just drawing it down his opac. Chronic night terrors. While unconscious in the process of coitus, did throw hands like Conor McGregor throws a ashtray through the bus window of an inferior fighter. Um. You know what I mean? Just like, what the fuck, dog? Ah, you know what? Not my favorite victim. She could have been a little bit more still, a little bit more unconscious. Quite frankly, I think she was faking it. Not the orgasm, but faking being unconscious. You know, I'm kind of in a really macabre fucking way. I want to know what this creepy glow prick wrote in this goddamn journal. Anyone else, like, anyone else kind of want to see the PDF files on this fucking thing? Like, not for like a, hey, you know what? Now that I think about this. If you actually, if someone got their hands on the PDF file of this motherfucker's diary, and they published it, women would fucking buy it. Women would buy Fifty Shades of Guantanamo Bay, or whatever the fuck you would call this one, and they would fucking DJ diddle themselves to it. I shit you not. Like, I mean, look at... Uh, God, I've made too many 9 jokes in here, but... Fifty Shades of Grey is essentially just Donald Trump raping an intern. That's what that book basically boils down into. I mean, it's not like the most astute observation. A lot of people have already kind of made that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no shit. That's kind of what the book basically is. Billionaire, but it's, it's really Twilight fan fiction. Never forget, by the way, complete side tangent. Never forget that 9-11 brought America untold tragedy. Not only did 9-11 happen, but it inspired somebody to write Twilight. No, I shit you not. It literally inspired the person to finish writing their book, and that was Twilight. Then they published Twilight, 
No, I have it wrong. 9-11 happens. It inspires My Chemical Romance. And then My Chemical Romance puts out the Black Parade. The Black Parade album inspires the Twilight books, which then inspire Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a fanfic of the Twilight books. I shit you not. And also, Joe Rogan is the cousin of the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. The rabbit, like the 9/11 untold tragedies ice, iceberg, is a real fascinating one. Like it's a series of things that only happened because of 9/11, and it's like not. It's like how Harry Potter and 9/11 are connected. The iceberg is wild. It's weird, uh, but no lies detected in it. But if if you got your hands on this fucking creepy ass dude's journal, you publish it. You make a fucking mint on it. I tell you what. I tell you what. And notes on their physical characteristics. Too brown. <laughs> Investigators combing his devices found an incriminating online search history for phrases such as, quote, ambient and alcohol and pass ambient and alcohol and pass out and vodka and Valium. In, so he, he, he essentially is looking for this shit like someone, like a kid used to start to look for porn on the internet looks for porn. Boobies and butt. Okay. Naked boobies and naked butt and cute girl. Enter. Nice. This episode's for the boys. This podcast is usually for the boys. Ladies, I know that I know you're listening for some reason. I've never claimed to know why you're here, but you're here all the same, so hey. Welcome. Um so yeah, they, they investigated themselves and they found culpability. So what else is going on? I just I have a hard time believing that this guy just, after almost 20 years, after well, actually uh, closer to 30 years roughly, because they found these photos dating, to, dating up to 20, 2006. So that means there are photos before that. That's one of the photos they're talking about. There's likely photos after this. Like, what, he got out of the CIA and then just was like, ah, well, my days of raping are behind me. I can just... You know, out of the CIA, I can just leave that fucked up, depraved perversion behind me and definitely not dabble in it ever again. Uh, I don't believe that. I, 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 I feel there's something bigger that this is. Uh, but again, maybe I took too many red pills one morning and I just think everything's a deeper conspiracy theory. But we are, I don't know, talking about the fucking CIA. So if there's ever a point to assume there's some level of shady fuckery going on that we're not going to know about for 60 years, it might not be out of place when you're talking about the CIA, MKUltra, anybody. I know we're not all Bill Maher out here. We we, we know what, what MKUltra is, which I will be doing an episode about that. If you don't know about that, don't look up, don't look it up yet. I got an episode coming out about it. Uh, continuing on, such as Vodka and Valium in one email... To an, uh, to an online pharmacy, Raymond wrote, quote, Hello, do you have chloral hydrate for insomnia? So this is a Wendy's. When he was arrested three years ago, Raymond... So he was arrested under the Biden administration. Interesting. Active in the years between George Bush and Obama. Did he have anything to do with any of their administrations? Did he do any run work for them? Any footwork for them? I'd say was he a goon for them, but 
I made the mistake of not knowing what goon meant. Did you know goon basically just means horny now? I didn't know that. Until I was listening to uh, Childish Gambino's Ivy Sweatpants. My nephew. And he goes, fuck that, got goons like an arch villain. And then my nephew starts giggling. Fucking, oh, like a possessed Annabelle doll. And I'm like, what's so funny, dog? And mind you, he's like 16. He's like, duh, he said gooning. He got goons. I'm like, yeah, he's got like, you know, a gang he runs. He's like, that's not what goon means. And I had the boomer one. I'm like, yeah, it does. And he explained to me what goon meant. And what gooning is and what gooners are. Every day we for we stray further from the light of God. I bet he regrets that promise of the rainbow. Then again, we've really fucked up the meaning of the rainbow. So maybe he's like, you know what? You guys preferred my promise already. I mean, you guys forged that contract. Either way, I got my fucking floaties. Just in case. After they shine that t-shirt onto the Jesus statue. Yeah, any day now. I'm not... I'm kidding, I don't really, I don't, uh, I have mixed feelings about the whole, that's not really what this episode's about. Let's get into it. I was going to take a joke way too seriously for a second. When he was arrested three years ago, Raymond had been stationed in Mexico City, where he would meet women on dating apps and invite them back to his embassy leased, oh god, embassy leased apartment for drinks. The San Diego native... Of course, he's a Californian, and he's a San Fiago type, of course, who is fluent in Spanish and Mandarin. Hmm, nice. So you speak drug dealer and floor cleaner very fluently. It's, it's an important skill to have. Was only discovered in 2020 after a naked woman Raymond met on Tinder screamed for help from his balcony. Oh, wait a minute. Prompting a worried neighbor to call authorities. U.S. officials... Oh, shit. Sourced Raymond's electronic uh, devices and began identifying the victims, all of whom described experiencing some form of memory loss during their time with him. Prosecutors had intended to call as many as 14 alleged victims during the trial. Raymond withdrew his previous guilty plea in the case last year as he successfully challenged his admissibility of certain photos that one judge ruled were illegally seized from his mobile phones after agents compelled him to give up his code. Other images stored on Raymond's iCloud account were admitted, however. Yeah, that's a little hard to deny, bud. Oof. How do you know it's mine? Well, considering the iCloud needs you to log into it, bud, I feel like it might be yours. Uh, but, 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 I clued were admitted, however. Raymond, pl Raymond pled guilty to four of 25 criminal counts, including sexual abuse, coercion, and transportation of obscene material as part of agreement of, an, uh, of the agreement announced Tuesday. He faces between 24 and 30 years in prison when he is sentenced in September. Eve! Now, again, like I said, this is a little bit of an older story. I referenced this a few times. I did not get a chance to actually read it when it came out. But they're talking about September 
of next year, not September of this year, by the way. This article came out November 7th of 2023. This is still an ongoing case. And we will be travel. We will be covering it. The reason I had that reaction is when I read that part about the balcony, I did hear about this. I did hear about this when it, I did hear about this a while back. I don't think I actually recorded about it though. Wow, what do you guys think about this story? And that being said, make sure you share this out. Not this episode of the podcast. I don't. That's not an effective way to share the message. If you watch the podcast all the way to this point, I appreciate you, but you don't need to share this podcast. If you want to, hey, swaggy on you. I appreciate you, but share the article. The article is way better. Just share that out. Post it on different social media platforms. Just leave it as a random comment in Twitter posts. Completely unrelated, just leave this as a comment. Get the message out there. You really want people to know this kind of shit. Why? Because this is how you affect change. They can have you arguing over race, wage, whatever the fuck. As long as you're not arguing about how to deal with the rapists in power, how to deal with corrupt individuals, criminals of all walks and variety who have stolen power from the American people, then they got you exactly where they want you. And this is the best way to break that. Be like, hey, look, this is what the FBI is doing. And look at the headlines. Ex-officer. They don't talk about how the headline hasn't say anything about him doing it when he was in the CIA. They make it sound as if he was out of the line of duty when this happened. But that being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. I've been your Stuart Spanson, and I shall talk to y'all later. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through just like you always do till the blue skies drive the dark clouds far away. So will you please say hello to the folks that I know, tell them I won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as you saw me go, I was singing this song. I would legalize bestiality where you are giving, where you are pleasuring the animal. You see what I'm saying? Whenever someone, whenever someone starts using personal names and screaming like a lunatic, they're losing the debate. Let me remain You're factual. the one First who of all, made the up things. The Palestinians, the Palestinians, the Palestinians. The, uh, the Palestinians were offered a state in 1936 in the Peel Commission. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1947, the UN Partition Plan. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1967 after Israel conquered Judea and Samaria and the West Bank. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 2000, Yasser Arafat, Ehud Barak. They rejected it. They were offered a state with Ehud Omer 2008. They rejected it. They have the, Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza in 2005, and they did not create a state. In fact, where were you, Cenk, when you say that you care about Palestinian children, when Hamas stole 
the highest rate of per capita international foreign aid, larger than the Marshall Plan, from Palestinian children, did not build schools for them, did not build hospitals, took all the money to buy bombs and to build a network of tunnels, which is larger than the, than the New York subway system. Where were you then? Why are, did you only come up now? In fact, when Bashar al-Assad killed 600,000 children, Arab children, when he gassed them with mustard gas, my organization took out full-page New York Times, ads to protect them from sarin gas. Where were you then? You don't care about Arab children. You are a Jew hater, defined as someone who only Shut wants to up. lie and say that the Jews you are bigot. genocidaires. You and racist. don't try to cancel. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So, I recorded a bunch of episodes, hours worth of content, just to find out something. You wanna know what I found out? I'll show you. See this? You kinda guess what the topic was about. I'll show you what I mean. Yeah, hours of recording. Even though I could hear the playback in my mic, my microphone didn't pick up a single lick of fucking audio. So, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That being said, I just want to laugh. Let's fucking laugh at a creepy fake fuck, shall we? A creepy zoophile defending self-proclaimed libertarian socialist. Everybody remember that phase of Chank Uger's fucking career, guys? He was a libertarian socialist. Yeah, and you know what? I'm an authoritarian... I'm an authoritarian... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a UFC fighting pacifist. That's what I am. Fuck you. I'm an authoritarian liberal. And you're a liberal... Stupid fucks. Now... <clears throat> Online news personality Chank Uger won't qualify for Democratic presidential primary Arkan or Arkansas rules. Yeah, and here's the thing about this. When he announced he was running for president and he won the culture war, did a couple podcasts, I think anyone could have told you he wasn't serious about running. Chank Uger is not running for fucking president. He's not an American citizen. He's not. I mean, he is, but he wasn't born here. He's not a natural citizen. He's a transplant. Now, there's no way in uh, in heaven or hell's foggiest fucking conceptions of this jackass could become president. He ran because he's the head of a dead brand. Folks, when was the last time, culturally speaking, the Young Turks fucking meant anything? Anything other than... Be Can we just admit what they are? The Young Turks has entered a unique existence for a political show. They've entered the realm of being the only living lull cow show. Folks. Folks. Yeah. Anna and all of them. Anna Kasparian, Cenk Uger, Hassan Piker. All these folks came out of the Young Turks, and they are walking lull cows. Hell, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Dore. Y'all know this. That dude, bit of a fucking lull cow. Have you seen him on Twitter? Go ahead. It's not hard to provoke a response out of him. By the way, and as for that sad fucking Hindu-y looking prick who's always on the show with him, I can't think of his fucking name, all I know him for is being Amy Schumer's fucking simp. You know what I'm talking about. There's that one guy who's always on... He's, on, he's also on all these other shows like Kill Tony and all this shit. He's the worst, least talented fuck. 
And if you mention that Amy Schumer is an unfunny, joke-stealing thief who can't tell a consecutive joke without mentioning her vagina being just the most... Her vagina is where God will banish Satan to. That is the lake of fire. Just didn't know the lake of fire was herpes and monkeypox. But yeah, if you say anything along the lines of Amy Schumer is not funny, Jimmy Dore and his co-host will fucking snap at you. I know. It's retarded. Welcome to the world of political pundits. I, too, am quite re-re in many ways. Like, it's been three and a half minutes, and here we are. Now, yeah, it was very obvious that this man was never going to actually run for president. He had no fucking interest in actually fucking winning. No, all he was, raising awareness for his brand. Because his brand's fucking dead. No one watches the Young Turks for, for real political conversation. But they were the biggest show on politics. Big fucking whoop, Junior. Big fucking way. Yeah, you want to know someone else? Equals 3 with Ray, Ray William Johnson was the most subscribed to channel on YouTube as well. So was Smosh. So was Onision at one point in time. Remember when Onision was the king of YouTube? Dark days. Dark fucking days, guys. But there was nothing more than a, than a PR stunt here, and it failed. But yeah, the Young Turks didn't gain one subscriber, as far as I can tell. Now, and no more people take him seriously than they did than, than they did before. Cenk Uger and the Young Turks peaked around the year 2013. No, 2010. They peaked around 2010, 2011. And it's easy to say, well, they were the biggest political thing. Blah, blah, blah. And Cenk Uger and the Young Turks will be the first ones to fucking tell you, hey, we used to be the, hey, we used to be the biggest political show on YouTube. We used to be the biggest political show on the internet. Great, great, great. And you know what? The M1 Garand used to be the greatest rifle you could have, but heh, stack up or shut up against my M16, bitch. I, of course, don't have an M16. I have the civilian version of it. I'm kidding. I have an AK-47 like a fucking Chad. But a bunch of guns I can't actually afford and acting like, act like if I don't live in fucking Michigan, right? Michigan and its famously friendly gun laws. Um, No. This article right here is by Andrew DeMilo. And, yeah, I don't really care about Washington Times, their factuality or whatever. Because I don't really need to give it the fucking credit. This is, uh, I spent hours recording shit and I'm fucking pissed, so I want to laugh at somebody's misery. That's what this episode is. Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. Election officials on Monday said online news personality. Online news? This man tried to make a libertarian argument as to why humans should be able to fuck horses and why there is an argument that the age of consent should be under the age of 14. These are real stances Chank Uger has fucking argued. He has a long, long history of the dumbest stances for nothing more than tribal brownie points. And here's the worst part about it. I think he fucking means it. I And look... Well, James, you don't think Jank Uger genuinely thinks people should be allowed to fuck animals and sleep with children, do you? I do. No, I, I do actually. Go. Well, I'll put the I'll put these clips in. Um, no. He's arguing and all that. That that that's not the passion of a man who's just having semantic arguments. Like on this show, I've said shit like, "Look, Nazis are bad, but they need to have the ability to speak so I can properly make fun of them." That's not the same. That that's not saying like, oh yeah, Nazis, awesome. No, no, that's me jokingly articulating the point and the fact that they do have the right to speak. Jake Uger goes, horse pussy. 
Great! What's wrong with that statement? What? I just think people should fuck horses. It's a really weird thing. It was a really weird. I have a, I have a, I have a sibling who's like super into the Young Turks. His name's retarded. He's my, he's one of my siblings, and I can't fucking stand his ass. And when Chank announced, even he hit me up. He's like, he's not gonna get it. I'm like, no shit. Hell, man, I thought they were gonna replace Bayern with Newsom like eight months ago, but here we are. Man, buddy, it's too late. Who? How do you replace him at this point? <laughs> anyway, goddamn. Cenk Uger, uh, news personality Cenk Uger was was born in Turkey. That's why he's a jive ass motherfucker. I tell you, can't appear on the state's Democratic presidential primary ballot next year. The determination comes weeks after Uger Yeger. Isn't it, isn't Uger Uger? Isn't that what they have in uh, all them Chinese concentration camps? That Muslim class. Look, I know it's Uyghur. Fuck you. Proclaimed that he had become the first national. <laughs> naturalized citizen on the presidential ballot after filing paperwork with the state of Arkansas's Democratic Party. Uyghur parents immigrated uh, to the U.S. from Turkey when he was eight, meaning he was born in Turkey. A lot of, a lot of words out there just to say, motherfucker ain't from America. He can't be president. I think that shit's so funny. Because I watch him on the culture war genuinely getting mad and trying to, like, I'm going to be president! It's like, no, you're not. No. No, 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 you can't, fat boy. You can't even look down and see your cock over your fucking gut lump. You really think you can get into the fucking office? Buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Quote, My office, my office has received her, your candidate filing paperwork. Arkansas Secretary of State John Tristan ugh, said it in a letter to Uger. Quote, However, based on your own proclamation, you're not qualified to hold the elected office for which you filed... Therefore, I cannot, in good faith, certify your name to the ballot. The Constitution sets simple requirements for a president. A candidate must be at least 35 and a natural-born citizen. Several other states, including the early primary state of New Hampshire and Nevada, also rejected it. Okay, look, New Hampshire was always going to reject any... If New Hampshire could reject every single elected like elected candidate put before them New Hampshire and the free state movement fucking would you're not really going to get the pork fest state to, to cheer on a politician unless like recreational nukes is on the ballot then you might get, get New Hampshire on board and for those who are like what is he talking about <laughs> to my foreign audience uh, New Hampshire is like the libertarian state of America that's where they have what's called pork fest every year Porkfest is the largest gathering of libertarians, anarchists, and counter, uh, counter-communists and counter-revolutionaries out there. And that state is like mecca for that type of person. And I say that type of person as if I don't match in decently with them enough, I just find libertarians be really fucking annoying. But aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm vaguely right-wing. I keep it pretty simple there. I don't like libertarians. And why you... Uh, the whole thing is, if I can have a government informed by the Constitution, then I'm an ANCAP. Fuck you. And what's the difference between a libertarian and an ANCAP? Without getting into the political arguments here. ANCAPs have actual opinions on things. Something the libertarians can try to have coherently, but manage to murder each other before they come to a cohesive fucking point. I don't like libertarians. I think they're a joke of a fucking party with no future whatsoever. 
Uh, Malay. Malay is an ANCAP. He's openly said that. And even then, is he ANCAP or libertarian with what he said he's going to do for Israel? Bud. Bud. I was arguing with the, with the uh, Arizona Libertarian Party on, on Twitter. Also, when he announced, when Malay was like, I'm going to send money to Israel. All of a sudden, uh, Libertarians didn't want to claim him suddenly. It's kind of my point. Libertarians are a bit of a joke party. They're like the laugh-at third option. We'll see if they ever get there. Uh, just destroy all the parties. Why run as a third option when you can just destroy the party system? She's pretty straightforward. Anyway, Uyghur said officials were treating, were treating naturalized citizens as a second class. You are a second class citizen. You are. No, sorry, but you, you factually fucking are, dog. You moved here as a child. You are a transplant. You're not a first class citizen. You have all the rights and accommodations of a first class citizen other than running for president and certain selected powers and offices that you cannot possess because you're not born here. And hey, bud, go to any other country. They're way worse about them than the states are. Really? Go to Australia. Run for prime minister and not, not be born in Australia. See how the Aussies take to that fucking treatment. They're not New Zealanders. They're not going to take to that kind of shit kindly. Look at any other country that has like strong political institutions. Chank, you wouldn't have been allowed to see the fucking paperwork in most of these countries, sweetheart. The fact that some Arkansas dumb fuck with their thumb up their ass let you sign the paperwork just to tell you, hey, you really shouldn't have been allowed to fill out the paperwork because you, sh- you can't run anyway is enough. What you're really mad about, Chank, is you on all these podcasts and said, I'm going to be the president, I can run for president, I'm filling on the paperwork. When everybody mentioned anything, you're like, hey, aren't you not like a citizen? Well, I was made a citizen. But you moved here when you were eight. You were made a citizen when you were like 18. You did, You spent most of your childhood not as an American citizen. Bud, you're not even an anchor baby. Your family came here with you. They didn't come here and make you. Like, relax, dog. You ain't that deep. And you are actively a second-class citizen. I mean, like, look, being a second-class citizen in America is not a bad deal. Really, it's not. Like, America's the only place that has homeless, obese people. Like, we got fat people who are homeless, and they're not like, oh, I'm not eating, so anytime I eat some of my body... No, 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 they're they're fed. Actually, they got hundreds and hundreds of dollars in their fucking pocket, not to mention the bridge cards, the food stamps... The social welfare net. Seriously, gut the social welfare state. Just gut that system. Social security, all that shit. Rip that shit out the fucking wall and throw it in the dumpster. Fucking commies and your stupid fucking commie policies. I fucking... I hate the liberalism of the 50s through the 90s. I hate it. A fiery fucking passion. But, Chank, you're just... They're not treating me fairly. They're not treating me like a natural citizen. Because you're not. You're not. You took a test to be an American citizen when you got here. You know what I did to become an American citizen? I popped out the pussy screaming. Oh, glory, glory, glory. And I came in this room and they said, that's an, that's an American baby right there. Look at that fat little chunky fucker. Look at that. He's already got a Mac 11, three nines, and an H and K. Look at him. That's an American baby. I tell you, look at that. He's already eating his weight and baking. He's living on the earth for 10 seconds. That's how you know that's a real American baby right there. Chank, your ass got here, and you couldn't find... You were trying to find British women to rape. That's how Turkish you fucking are. <laughs> look, I remember being like... I remember years ago, talking to people... You know, I've referenced this before, and I can give them a show. I'd love to. I got friends who live in, in England. In the old England, as it is. And I told them, I was like, dog, this is terrible. You're... 
do you know what you're in for with all these migrants? And this is not about like conversation I had like eight to ten years ago with these people. It's like, do you know what you're in for? All these people from Turkey, all these people from these other Muslim countries just pouring into your fucking border. Don't you realize anytime the the British get involved in a war, all the dirty, unwashed, goat humping, false god worshippers all fled to your fucking little shadow of an empire called uh, the little foggy fucking island you guys live on. No, 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 take all the immigrants, huh? All right, what's that? Your 16-year-old sister got raped? Darn, darn, it's almost like borders and gun rights could have protected you from that. Shame. It's really wild. There's a lot There's a lot of countries that are, like, around the UK that are, like, over that. Not, 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 like, in the United Kingdom, but countries that are, like, sort of, like, in that hemisphere, but not part of that little, 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 uh, little doctor's club. They follow the same lead. Now they're like, huh, we can't protect ourselves from these violent Middle Easterners. Hmm. Whatever shall we do? I don't know, lay over and get a concrete milkshake to your face, I guess. That's what you voted for. That's your country, not mine, bud. All I can do is tell you how bad it's going to get. <laughs> Typical American telling you how bad your country is while I live in a perpetual gay parade. Fuck me. Uh, Uyghur said officials were treating naturalized citizens as second-class buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. You took a test. You earned your citizenship, kind of. You're not born here. Alright. You became an American citizen. You weren't born an American citizen. So you can never be president, bitch. But you got all them high apple pie in the sky fantasies. And that's assuming that I'm not right. And I think I really think he never actually intended to be president. I think this is all like a big grift. Sort of, you know, like... Just to raise awareness for his dead fucking company. His shitty fucking brand with no fucking future. I'm pretty sure that's what all this is about. But, you know. The world may never know. Quote, uh, I'm going to fight it with every fiber of my being, said the ant to the buffalo. Quote, Uger said in a statement, I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept that. I don't belong in my own country. Then go home, chank. Fuck off to your dirty, little, filthy, fucking desolate fucking land that you hailed out of return take your shitty fucking policies with you bud because here's the thing here's the thing about that your citizenship can't be revoked because you weren't born here you can lose that citizenship status buddy you can and every day when i have my rosaries in my hand i think of you chank i make a wish for you to go back where you came from. America. No, Turkey. But, yeah, buddy, I'm not going to accept this. I don't belong in my own country. Look, bud, this isn't your country. If you're an immigrant here, you came here legally and all that shit. You got your paperwork, la di da da That's fucking wonderful. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so thrilled for you. Doesn't my tone convey that I'm happy that you're here from your country? It's almost like I think America has like an identity, you know? I think America has like an identity, a look, a language, a, a culture, a history. And uh, the more people who flood into my country, the more they ruin my, my country's fucking history. It's legacy, it's founding, it's lore, it's canon. What it stands for, what it fights for, what it believes gets corroded by immigrants. 
legal and illegal alike. Now, a lot of illegal immigrants come here, and they actually are no, nothing other than a wonderful asset to our country. They come here, they work hard, shout out to the Cuban-Americans who came here legally. <sighs> Sorry about that. You know, shout out to the people who come here legally and actually become an asset to our country. But people who come here, whether through legal means or not, and then they give a big fuss and demand that not just the current society change, but rules that have been in place in our country since its founding, i.e. Chank demanding the Constitution be changed so his clowny ass can run. No, leave. No, leave. You're not in my family. You're adopted. Keep talking shit. I'll take you back to the orphanage, Chank. That's kind of how it goes here. That's how it should go. If America was a stronger country, as soon as a, 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 a as a legal immigrant acts out, gets caught at a riot, gets caught demanding sh- stupid shit, plane, back home, fuck off, bing bong. Hey, and you know what's funny? This is a new stance for me. Just watch what's going on in Ireland. Yeah, my stance is on, on being anti-immigration. You have no idea how much stronger they became. Bro, Connor for king of the fucking universe at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Chank wants the rules that this nation was built on changed so that him, just him, can run for president. And this whole argument I'm making right here is just if we believe he genuinely meant to run for president. I don't. And I want to keep driving on that point. I don't genuinely think he wanted to run for president. But... That does not change the fact that this is what he's doing, what he's saying, and the shit he's argued for. Oof. Plus, it also helps that I just don't like him. See, unlike most, unlike other Libby types who are like, I don't like him, so you gotta go. I'm not gonna dance around it and be like, oh, well, you know, he's just so tired. No, I just, he's a fucking prick. I don't like him. I don't like the horrific things he fights for. I don't like the horrific values he promotes. I don't like the... Everything that Chink stands for is literally the death of the fucking West. That's what Chank Yuga represents. I mean, look at the name of his company. The Young Turks. I mean, it's right there in the fucking name, isn't it? But let's move on. This is the latest form of unacceptable bigotry in American society, and I'm going to fight with every fiber of my being. Hey, listen, you little fat fuck. I think you need more fire. That might help you move some of that shit out of your system, you big bitch. Yuger said in a statement, quote, I'm not going to accept that I don't belong in my own country. Buddy, sure. I agree that you don't belong here. I completely agree with that statement, but that's not the problem here. The problem is you actively are a second-class citizen. Second-class citizen just implies you don't have the rights of other citizens, and you don't have the rights of other citizens because you are not a Native American. Not a... I don't give a fuck about them fucking campers. Those reservation dogs. Dogs. No, no, I don't give a fuck about them. No, 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 no. You're not native to this country. Your parents weren't born here. You weren't born here, Chank. Did you say you have no kids? Ooh, dog. Thank God, your progeny doesn't exist. Funny how that seems to be going. So yeah, you'll never be able to be president. You can fight this all you want. 
And if some magical fucking Deus Machina Jesus Christ reaches out and says, you get all the figgy pudding. And your little little sad case ends up before the Supreme Court, you Turkish bitch. Every one of them just is going to take their turn slapping you upside the fucking head. And the worst part is, after every smack, your second chin is going to come up with the momentum and smack you on the other side of the head too. You turkey, Turkish butterball bitch. That's what we call them. Butterball. That's the turkey company here in America. Butterball. Chank the butterball Uger. There we go. Chank butterball. The biggest butterball of them. Huge waistline. The co-creator of the online news and commentary show, The Dumb Fucks, announced in October he was challenging President Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. He previously made a failed bid for a California congressional seat. Yeah, that happened. I forgot about that. Reed Brewer, a spokesman for the Arkansas Democratic Party, said based on the court rulings, the party didn't have the authority to determine whether Uger was eligible for the ballot. Quote, because of the <laughs> vagarities of the law, the state law rejecting a filing is simply not an opinion for us, Brewer said. Brewer said he didn't know whether the party would refund Uger his $2,500 filing fee. Dude, you better. You want to know why? That's probably all the money he got off the Young Turks last year. That's probably his entire revenue stream, bud. So he needs that. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to feed you. Uh, wait, no kids, no wife. Feed, uh. Shit. I guess Jenk has nobody. And nobody has him. Nobody wants him to run. Not even the farthest flung leftists want him to run. But Chank, every year, buddy, please run. Pay $2,500 every fucking year. Every election cycle. Throw some money out there. Go broke. Chase your fucking dreams. And go penniless in the fucking process. I mean that. I, I genuinely mean all this. He's a horrific fucking person. I can just sit back and go... <laughs> Yeah, never gonna happen. But hey, you wanna know what is funny about this? I'm an elected representative. Yeah, that's right. I'm a rep. I'm a precinct delegate, bitch. Chank, you couldn't even get that. And I didn't even campaign very hard. I went and did a few doors wearing a hat that said make politicians afraid again and make taxation theft again. And here I am. Damn, dog. Damn. That being said. This is inside of four walls, and this greasy turkey bitch ain't gonna go fucking nowhere! I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. But you're telling me you have the most advanced algorithms in the world, and you're running ads for young Turks on my video. Like, I don't Do they buy really? It. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've That's seen hilarious. a bunch of leftist ads on my they channel. They might do that on purpose. I, it, it would After be hysterical. Your impression, <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you went to that one conference and you uh, went as him, yeah. he, he, he just goes on, oh, that's very, It's very disappointing. I would have thought that was hilarious if I was him. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it was disappointing there was only 20 people in there. I wouldn't have even gone. I'd have been like, look, uh, let's take this to a smaller place because if a video gets out of this, this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> There's 20 people in this one room. And then, and then you walked in as him. 
I didn't want to do it. Right. Like he had called me out, and this we've mm-hmm. had people even on this uh, on Wait this show. Of course, you wanted to do it. That's why. No, you did no, it. he knows I didn't want to do it. I was like, but I feel like I have to because he called me out, and I said I accept. You know, basically, like okay, let's. Ha-, and then nothing. he called you out. How so? He was constantly talking trash. I mean, oh, Stephen Crowder, self-styled comedian. Oh, he sucks. Bullshit. You know that whole thing. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I responded. I'm like, let's hash this out. He will mention, he will rebut every Tom, Dick, and Harry on YouTube, not named Steven Crowder. So at this point, I was just trying to get an interview with him. Oh, you see, we've had people on our show we disagree with. We do it yeah. an hour-long change my mind where I sit down and listen to someone scream at me. I'm more than willing. The video you did, though, where you drink in the bacon grease and you did It was Anna, pretty mean. You did him. And- <laughs> no, it was funny. Come on, man. It's fucking funny. It made me laugh. But the, the point is he forced my hand. Right. I had to do it. Like he, it's like that guy in Diner has to punch all the people who ganged up on a baseball diamond throughout the. Like that's. I was like, well, now I have to do this with Chenk because I, there's no other recourse. And he kept going to the audience. That, the only yeah. reason we showed the audience. It's like YouTube. There's no other recourse. Yeah, he's you, like, you have to go to Trainee Bane. Right. It has like, to escalate. He goes. He goes. Listen, you're dying. You're dying. The audience doesn't like you. So it's like at this point, you brought up the audience. Let's do a pan. <laughs> you know, there's 20 people. Like I don't want to go up and embarrass the guy, but he's such, just such an asshole. You know, there's just no way around it. So we kind of retired that character. That character was funny when you're drinking the bacon grease. <laughs> that's not true. We brought him back this week. And I don't, oh, that's right. I've had nothing <laughs> but pleasant dealings with Jenk. Nothing but, I don't have any hate for the guy. Yeah. I the, the, my, but I laughed because I had was a wonderful funny. handshake with him. It was a wonderful moment. Was it? Yeah. It was Did great. Feel good? Yeah. I just think, uh, like most people, they get embroiled in conflict and then they lose perspective and then it builds up and then it becomes something stupid. And I think, you know, I, his thing with Alex Jones is handled very poorly when they start screaming at each other and Anna called him a fat fuck. I'm like, <laughs> funny though. God damn, you can't do that. Like, you, this is against everything you guys stand for. You're calling him a fat fuck. You can't you fat just body shame shamed him. him. Me- meanwhile, Jenks fatter. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, Jenks put him on. That's unf- I don't think he realizes that yet. I don't think he's at the point where he realizes that he's, you know, he's bigger than Alex. Oh. Really? I don't, maybe he's lying to himself. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't want to speculate on how he looks Look, himself in the mirror and what he tells himself in the morning to get through the like day. Like I said, my, my dealings with Jank have been nothing but pleasant. I like talking to him. I had him on the podcast. I like talking to him. I just think people lose their place. They lose their, they lose their, their, their view of the world. Well, I think when your identity is entirely tied up in the numbers... Right when it's entirely tied up, his only defense was, "Look at the audience." It's like, hold on a second, that that ebbs and flows. I mean, you know, even I mean, you guys have been obviously have a crazy successful show, but some shows are more popular than others, of course. And for them, they you know this far left sort of I guess progressive viewpoint, and they've gotten increasingly worse, is not popular. And when that's your mm-hmm. only argument, when that's your whole identity, it's a very short time between that and when the pendulum swings. Though, even the, even the uh, when you debated Ben. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, that was it. Was the, the audience the year swung. before was him and Dinesh Probably D'Souza, mm-hmm. yeah. and his whole argument was like, "You went to prison, Dinesh," and and people were clapping for him. And then when he yeah. was sitting there with Ben, it didn't work. Well, the the Dinesh one, he had that ace in the hole, like that card, like you went to prison, is a fucking tough card to get by. It's pretty funny. It is funny. It's funny to picture Dinesh in prison. I'm friends with Dinesh, ah! but it is funny. <laughs> You know, well, I felt like the Sam Harris one was a big downfall for him because of Ben Affleck and all that well, stuff. Well, Sam just handled it better. You know, when they were and they had that long three-hour conversation in a three-hour conversation with someone, 
you know, it's hard to hide. It's it's like your ideas get exposed. Your no. lack of knowledge gets exposed. Well, that, that's why the left doesn't do it. And I know people say, why, well, okay, we do a segment where the, the big, biggest success for us this year that we're really grateful for is the Change My Mind segment. <laughs> and that's just where I, I literally sit down. We put up a booth that says, I'm pro-gun, change my mind, or I'm pro-life, change my mind, or there are only two genders. That's your shirt? Yeah, this, it's, I'm pro-gun, change my yeah, mind. Yeah, it's wildly unpopular here in yeah, LA. Yeah, it's wildly unpopular here in LA. <laughs> Going the wrong spots. I can <laughs> tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, we had one that was like an hour-long thing on abortion, mm -hmm. one that was an hour, just at SMU, five people just lined up, and I just listened to them. And out of the five people, two of them changed their mind, and then some of them we didn't find com – it's completely unedited. And everyone – when I worked at Fox News, everyone in cable news would have told you this would not work, and no one's going to watch an hour-long discussion. Right. But there's no one on the left who does that. Well, they can't do it in their format. They can't do it when they have an 8 to 10 slot or an 8 to 9 slot, and there's every 15 minutes you have to sandwich in a commercial, and then you have all these segments that you right, have right. to play. They can't do it. But that's just because their format sucks. Like, it's an, art, yeah. it's an antiquated mm -hmm. form of entertainment. It just doesn't work anymore. But I mean, even the left on YouTube, like the Young Turks, they don't do that. The unedited is a long-form thing. What other good left shows are there on, on YouTube? What are, what are the, like, really popular ones? I don't know. I don't know. They're really. I mean, well, Sam Cedar show, right? The Majority Report. Is he? I fucked that up. I called it the Minority Report once. That's <laughs> easy. To, it's easy to do. Yeah, they think I did it on purpose. Or were they mad? I don't know. They thought you were doing like the, the conservative know. talk show thing where you're like, no, oh, the Demo Dumbs. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Democrats. I don't do that. No. But I, 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 they all, I think they also called me right wing too, which is like, all right. Like you pick up the, one of the things they were saying was that people just decide like that these people uh, that we decide to help each other out that the right supports uh, themselves and they support like other right wing people but the left needs to figure out how to do that I'm like I'll fucking have anybody on I, yeah I have left wing people on all the time I have libertarians and all the time. I have people that are completely neutral to politics on all the time I just think when you box yourself into these ideologies when you're only pro left and you can't see any perspective outside of that hmm. it, it becomes an issue which is it's gonna be an issue for you today after a double feature of Jordan Peterson and us they're probably <laughs> it's probably gonna come fast and I don't heavy. give a fuck I really don't I mean and Jordan Peterson I, I knew people. it when I was when I was doing this first of all Jordan Peterson you know I'll have that guy on anytime you know he's one of my favorite people to talk to just he's a fascinating guy but I knew like having you two back to back it's like oh it's the fucking alt-right sandwich oh yeah. Rogan. he's just embracing it what are you Nazi now Now, today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year. Year after year, we see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence, live in fear, or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. As the president said, there's still more to do to meet the promise 
and it's why this administration has taken urgent action to strengthen rights and protect the safety of transgender Americans and all LGBTQ plus Americans. As we mourn the loss of lives that have been taken too soon, we must also recommit ourselves to never stop fighting until all Americans can live free from the discrimination and also from hate. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a sad day for our nation as we address the leaked manifesto of the Nashville shooter. The content of the shooter's manifesto reveal a troubling fact. Her hatred was only directed towards white people rather than people of color. This serves as a stark reminder that issues of white privilege and racism still persist in our country. For this reason, we chose not to release the manifesto. Our intention was to spare people of color from feeling excluded from the manifesto. Thank you. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. This is another one of those kind of older stories, but I just happened to miss recording it when it was breaking. So now that the dust is settled and we, according to Crowder himself, there are more documents coming out about this as, you know, the weeks go on. I might as well do a little catch-up. we got a couple articles to get into. Uh, there's going to be some videos uploaded on the YouTube channel. I'm going to try something different with the YouTube channel. You know, i got 22 subscribers over there. Why not? You know, i I, I got enough content. Some of it is, you know, guideline-friendly, you could say. So, I think I'm going to go with that. Upload maybe, like, one or two episodes of my recordings I do to YouTube. Maybe not. YouTube's really not that big of a focus, so a lot of the content going up on YouTube will be like a day or two old, uh, or at least a day or two late past my recording. You know, see how other people cover the same things I am, get treated with their with their coverage, and then I've had like five Inside Four Walls YouTube channels deleted. The one I'm using right now is Inside Four Walls 2.0 Electric Boogaloo. So, you know, you see up there in the corner... So we'll see if that gets terminated. The first one got terminated. The first Inside Four Walls one. The one before this one, I guess I should actually say. Even though those other Inside Four Walls ones have been deleted. Uh, the one before this one. It got terminated with just one strike. Which means I got two strikes at once for something. And it completely wiped out my channel. But, you know, we're gonna play it friendly over on YouTube. If I still feel like uploading that being said got a couple articles to get into uh got a new computer i'm gonna use to try and render my my uh episode that's main that's the main problem really is i'll record and then my computer takes so fucking long in the editing in the editing bay to get everything rendered and recorded i don't know why it takes forever but it fucking does so, that being said, let's get right into it. Confirmed. Nashville Police Chief slams release of Audrey Hale manifesto. Vows to investigate until leaker is found. The police department is extremely serious about the investigation to identify the person responsible. You can see right here. Metropolitan Police Department media release. Right here for immediate release. The following is a statement from Chief John Drake. I'm greatly disturbed by today's unauthorized release of three pages of writings from the Covenant Shooter. This police department is extremely serious about the investigation to identify the person responsible. Hmm. 
This, <laughs> this action, this action showed a total disregard for Covenant families, as well as the court system, which has control of the shooter's journals at the present time due to litigation filed earlier this year. This is now pending a Division County Clar <laughs> Clarency Court and the Tennessee Court of Appeals. We are not at liberty to release the journals until the court rule. Our police department looks forward to the ultimate resolution of litigation concerning the journals. I think I got somewhere between John Kennedy and fucking Foghorn Leghorn with, uh, with Down Syndrome. Heart gets the hurt. By the post-millennial editing bay. Or editing bay. By the post-millennial as a whole. There's a term editorial board, but, you know, I fucked it up. Anyway, originally published November 7th. The Nashville Metropolitan Police Department released a statement on Tuesday decrying the leak of the trans shooter's manifesto that Steven Crowder released on his Louder with Crowder uh, on Monday. Right here, we read it right here. We just keep on scrolling. The statement from Chief John Drake read, we've already read that. Uh, disregard, we've already read all that. It's happening right down here. On March 27th, Audrey Hale, a young woman who identified as transmasculine, a bunch of meaningless bullshit to a completely meaningless person, packed up a slew of firearms and went to the Covenant School in Nashville. She took the lives of three children and three adults before she was shot and killed by officers responding to the scene. Shortly after the tragedy, it was discovered that police had found her writings, both on her person and in her car. Those writings, which came to be known as a manifesto, were not released. The FOIA request was filed. Why, am I ha why do I have a southern accent? What the fuck is this? I really fucked myself. I, I got too much family down south, and I, I joked around with a southern accent, now I got one permanently. God damn it. I do, I do unironically greet people with howdy. I do, I do howdy. I know. I know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a yank in the land of wank. But let's continue on. As Hale had identified as trans, many progressive politicians, as well as media pundits, attempted to portray her as a victim of transphobia. Parents from the Covenant School filed a motion to prevent the release of the materials. Crowder obtained the pages and broadcast them on his Rumble show immediately afterward. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell vowed to investigate how the leak occurred. The authenticity of the materials was confirmed locally. The police also said that they would look into who leaked the information. The FBI did not comment due to remove Crowder's show from the site. Also suppressed the information. This is a breaking story and will be updated. Now we're going to hop right on over without any hesitation to this article right here. YouTube removes Stephen Crowder's reporting on trans Nashville school shooter manifesto claiming violation of violent criminal organizations policy. We wanted to let you know. Our team has reviewed your content, and we think it violates our violent criminal organizations policy, YouTube said. This article right here is by Libby Emmons. I'm a fan of hers personally. I think she does a lot of good work. Uh, even if she does go on some annoying ass people's podcasts occasionally, and herself can be occasionally annoying as fuck. But she's from Brooklyn, New York. I've talked about before. I got I got family. I got family in New York. Uh, I got family. My my mom is from New York. Uh, 
I'm just going to say it. I don't say it very often, but New Jersey might be right about y'all. <laughs> but New York just went to fucking zero. That's like telling a Michigander, Ohio is right about every one of you. <laughs> Let's get into it. Steven Crowder dropped a bombshell on Louder with Crowder on Monday morning, making public pages from what became known as the Nashville School Shooters Manifesto. He showed pages from that alleged manifesto he received showing... Now, it says alleged here, but... It has been since confirmed. The police department has come on and like fired police officers that have nothing to do with it. Of those police officers file lawsuits, we will potentially record about that later. Again, there's gonna be some older articles I'm be reading about just because I was gone for almost three months. So now I'm catching up on some old stories with some new stories. <clears throat> Plus, especially if it's like uh, I, we went deep into the school shooter thing back in the day, so this is kind of coming up on the conclusion of this arc potentially. So it's important to keep up on it, you know? Let's continue on. Making public pages of what's become known as the National Shooter. He showed pages of the alleged manifesto that he received showing the shooter, Audrey Hale, was driven by anti-white hate and an insidious desire to murder blonde children at the Covenant Catholic School. After he aired the porn, the photographic, the photographs, my apologies, of three handwritten sheets of loose-leaf paper, YouTube took it down. YouTube sent a message to Crowder, which he shared on the free speech platform X. Yeah, tell the dogs Jones. Quote, we wanted to let you know our team has reviewed your content and we think it violates our violent criminal organization's policy, YouTube said, conflating the release of primary source information obtained by an investigative journalist and an actual crime syndicate. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you go against the cathedral, you're essentially breaking someone's law, right? If uh, you, you're committing a hate speech somewhere in the world, I mean, I, let's think about it. I, I, I bitch about this before. There's a lot of people who are like, I used to watch Stephen Crowder, but now I'm an educated... Uh, fuck you, I still watch Stephen Crowder. I think he's base as hell, and I don't really give a fuck about the whole, well, him and Dave Landau, oh, but him and his wife, uh, I feel like that him and his wife, he just should never gotten out there in the first place. I don't really care that much about it. We don't have any context before or after what leads up to it, and everyone said, and he hit her off camera. There's no proof to that. You, you just say shit like that, and there's no proof to that. Like, you know... So I'm actually a Crowder fan. I like the Change of My Mind series. I like Crowder Confronts. I wish he would bring that back. I like a lot of the characters. And I think some of the coolest people I still watch today came out. I was a lot of Crowder. Quarter Black Garrett, for example. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Dave Landau. In fact, I want to go see him live. But all the tickets were sold out by the time I, I went to go buy tickets. Oops! So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Stephen Crowder. And the more, as time goes on, uh, I've been a fan of his since fuck. I think I first started watching his content when we first doing the Change of My Mind shit, so that was, like, what, around 2016? Um, but technically, I guess I've been a fan of Steven Crowder my whole life because I used to watch Arthur when I was a kid. This is all completely off-fucking-topic, but... Point is, it drives me to fucking tree when people are like, oh, I'm so sophisticated and all that. Even though I'm a libertarian or conservative or a democrat, I used to watch Crowder, but now I'm too mature for that. And the same people will be like, I used to watch Pink Guy. I love Pink Guy. Oh, the old Max Mofo content's fucking great. It's like, really? Are, are you so sophisticated? Are you so mature? Right? Because these guys said a lot of shit back in the day that the left would fucking hate. And look, look, if, if you know, if you've watched my content on Rumble and BitChute, you know I've archived all the old content cops, all the cooking videos, like 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 the, the 3 and the 1.1 and the 1.2s of all the old, like, you know, 
George Miller, Pink Guy, aka type, uh, you know, Pink Guy, Max Mofo, and old iDubs baking videos. Like I, I have all that stuff archived on my on my Rumble and, and BitChute before he deleted all that shit. I'm a fan of these guys. I just I just hate people like people like Jay Aubrey, for example. People used to be really cool. Then they make like go watch Jay Aubrey's Crowder video and watch him do every single every, watch. Take notes of everything he bitches about Crowder doing and watch him do it. I shit you not. Whole list. Like, the whole video is just an emotional response to him. Like, he just wants to say, I'm not a conservative anymore. Whack fucking video, but it is worth a watch. And J. Aubrey used to do really good content. It's kind of a shame. But anyway, uh, completely random tangent here. Go subscribe to Turkey Tom and Tom Dark on YouTube. Base commentary. Uh, let's get back into the actual fucking story. Now, that ADHD rants out of the goddamn way. We've already read this right here. And then it says, this is a confirmation letter right here. Hi, Steven. We want to let you know uh, we have our team has reviewed your content, and we think it violates our violent criminal organization policy. We know you may not have realized this was a violation of our policies, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we may remove we may have removed the following content from YouTube podcast episode lied with crowder exclusive nashville shooter manifesto leaked we realized this may be disappointing news but it's our job to make sure that youtube is a safe place for all if you think we've made a mistake you can appeal this decision you'll find more details below right here we've read that and the listed and the listed the shocking there's a typo in there episode containing the details about the shooter's motivations that even the FOIA request could not spring loose from the from an FBI the police department that <clears throat> have refused to make them information public ever since the March 27th shooting Hale stole the lives of three children and three adult uh, faculty members of the school after breaking in and opening fire before she was killed by officers responding to the scene the existence of a manifesto was made known within days of the shooting, but no amount of pressure has been able to pry it loose. The three pages Crowder revealed show the deeply disturbed Hale was intent on the murders, hoping to kill more, uh, and resented the private school and apparent wealth of the students, and sought death herself. Quote, we realize this may be disappointing news to you, but we've already read that. YouTube detailed their policy for Crowder, saying, quote, The content that glorifies violent criminal organization or incites violence is not allowed on YouTube. They claimed to review the incidents of alleged violations on a case-by-case -case basis. Crowder discovered earlier on Monday that Facebook was also not allowing the content to appear on their site. Crowder, with Rumble, a free speech-oriented streaming platform, were apparently where apparently Crowder will drop more information regarding Hale's disturbed murderous writings on Tuesday. Now, we're well past that date, and we do have updates on that. Uh, it's also worth noting that Crowder did get two strikes in one day for one episode, where it was uh, as of recording this today, but as of you listening to this yesterday, well, I guess it's today, it's after midnight now, but yesterday, Crowder did a video with Dan Bongino, and he got two strikes on one video for that. Which I remember when my channel got deleted originally, and I bitched about it. People were like, they would have needed to give you an email for that. It's like, no, 
they didn't. Well, they didn't. A lot of people got fucked over on that one. And it's not really here. Uh, well, when I say here, the BitChute audience is really willing to be like, no, YouTube fucking sucks. YouTube will, will show up and they'll kill your dog. That's why that, the BitChute audience is dope like that. They'll be like, oh, no, I, I, fuck you. I, I get that. Fuck them. YouTube sucks. Yeah, no, that's great. But then the Rumble audience is like, God, they would have given you a war. The, the Rumble audience. The Rumble audience, uh, at least mine, is like the friendly Christians. And I love them for it. You know, I'm a Lutheran myself. I do like a friendly Christian. But they're also very much like that. A lot of times they're like, that's just so crude. I couldn't see that kind of thing happening. Mm. I, res- I love that. I love that. But then the, the Rumble audience is like, it's always the fucking worst. Like I, one's like black pilled and the other one's like white pilled, and I just kind of I kind of enjoy it. The dichotomy of the two sides. But I do want to get Rumble and Bitch Shoot to the point where those are the two competing with each other. Cause fuck YouTube. <sighs> so sorry. Facebook censors Nashville shoot school shooter manifesto. Your post may go against our community standards and violence and incitement. Yeah, I got one of these for sharing the episode out. Have fun reading. It's advised. It's not... I advise it's not good. Yeah. By the Postmillennial Board. Steven Crowder released portions of the Transnational School Shooter School uh, Shooter's Manifesto on his Louder with Crowder show on Monday morning. Only two have posted about the documents censored on Facebook. That shooter was Audrey Hale, who identified as trans and masculine. Real Meg Griffin-looking type. He reported that, quote, Facebook is now censoring the Nashville Manifesto and shared a screenshot of a warning he gets when trying to post the content. Quote, your post may go against our community standards on violence and incitement, it read. Right here. Quote, looks familiar to content that we've removed for going against our community standards, which means a lot of people got hit with this. You can read, uh, you can delete it now to avoid a potential account restrictions. Crowder shared a screenshot from a user who had attempted to post the image to a hand of the handwritten manifesto with the caption, have fun reading, I advise it's not good. The manifesto handwritten on line paper was leaked to Crowder and aired on his show, the documents contained anti-white rhetoric and detailed plans as to how school shooter Audrey Hale intended to carry out the school shootings on March 27, 2023. The full manifesto has not yet been released, but portions of it were made available on the broadcast of federal investigators who obtained the documents after Hale's death have not been released. The information, despite months of pressure to do so, Freedom Information Act requests have been filed to make the writings public. The Covenant School filed a motion to block the release of handwritten documents which were found on Hale's clothes after her death. Oof. Hale also, per the manifesto, recorded a final video that has also not been released. Hale gunned down three students and three teachers at the Covenant Catholic School private at uh, the Covenant Catholic Private School in Nashville. Uh, Tennessee before being shot to death by officers responding to the scene. Per the document leaked on Monday, Hale intended to die. Yeah. Alright, and I just realized something, because I was looking at some of these uh, next articles I was getting into. 
I actually did record on this. I just didn't get a chance to render and upload it. So I'm actually going to do something different here. I am going to transition to uh, past James. Now, forgive past James. He's has not been ex- as exposed to the world. The weak difference between recording me recording this last week and me recording this right now is just a week of crazy fucking news and Argentina victory. And uh, I'm more based now. But that being said, I'm passing the mic over to old James Madison. Deuce, guys. Yo, what it do? I'm your host, Inside Four Walls, and this is, of course, Goated with the Sauce. Now, it is a new episode. I, I, I swear, folks. It is, well, as of recording, it's 11.36 p.m., November 16th, 2023, so when you see this... I'm not sure exactly what time. I got some older episodes I recorded uh, earlier, like like Monday, Tuesday. Now we here we are on Friday, and this is going up now. I know. I'm. I told you. I'm getting the schedule down. I'm figuring it out. But we will, over the course of time, figure out a consistent upload schedule, and we will keep it popping, as the youth say, real skibbity, if it were. I'm Gen I'm Gen Z. I can say skibbity. It's technically my generation. Ugh. Anyway, I'm not gonna sit here and read articles where it's like allegedly blah blah blah. No, this is official, it is confirmed. Steven Crowder, the Lottery Crowder show, and to those of you who don't know about Lottery Crowder Mug Club. Okay. He's the change my mind guy. And for some reason, right, you get people like on YouTube, people like Jay Aubrey. Who just go watch Jay Aubrey's Crowder video and watch him do everything he bitches about Crowder doing. All the way down to the emotional video that's all personally opinion driven without facts behind it. Homie gets real work and he goes, And you know what? When I was a little kid, I watched Steven Crowder. But yeah, most of us did. We watched Arthur growing up. Homie was the voice of the brand. It's like basic trivia 101 when it comes to this kind of shit. And second of all, I still watch Louder with Crowder. It's the shit. I really like Louder with Crowder. It's a great show. And what they're doing now with the exclusive, there's another story that just came out about how much Dylan Mulvaney got covered. And, you know, I work in, like, my 9 to 5 is in the alcohol brewing and distribution industry. So these are, you know, this is something that kind of hits home for me. Plus, culturally, it's interesting. Do you guys like Crowder? Let me know below. But, thanks to Steven Crowder, we got this article. And people had a fucking meltdown about it. People tried to say it wasn't real, even though the police department was responding and saying we have to fire people, blah, 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 blah. So, no. I'm just getting right to the chase of it. We got uh, three to four articles to look at. So, let's hop right on into it. Confirmed, and these are all going to be the post millennial because post millennial was the ones following the story, covering it first. Let's just be how it be, bro. Confirmed, Nashville Police Chief slams release of Audrey Hale manifesto, vows to investigate until leaker is found. Quote This department is extremely serious about the investigations to identify the person possible or responsible. Here we go. And I do have the Crowder video pulled up. We will watch a little bit of that. Actually, real quick, let's hop over to that. I pulled it up right to this point for a little little, uh, little refresher here. 
And, you know, I, I, I covered this myself for a long time. I'm going to upload a compilation. But since this is Crowder's story, Crowder broke it, I might as well get the, you know, words from the horse's mouth directly, right? Provides you most of what you need to know. Here's what we know or what you likely know already. Uh, the shooter was Audrey, Audrey Hale, then becoming Aiden, female to male transgender individual. Uh, didn't always identify as Aiden, was kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Lived at their parents' home, her parents' home. Uh, was a former student at Covenant School, a Christian school. Was being treated for a mental disorder at that point in time. Uh, Hale, direct message her former basketball teammate from the parking lot before the attack, the parking lot of the school. And we showed this back then. Yeah. It said, I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. I don't want to live. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. Signed, Audrey Aiden. That very same day, hours after the attack, the Nashville police chief, John Drake, um, said this regarding the shooter's motives. No motive at this point to apartment or No, we have a manifesto. We have some writings that we're going over uh, that uh, pertain to this day, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was all going to take place. Uh, there's right now a theory of this, that we may be able to talk about later, but it's not confirmed. And so we'll, we'll put that out as soon as we can. So that's seven months ago. Yeah. They've had access. They've had access. Yeah. There's a theory to what was left behind. At least 20 journals. Okay, there was a suicide note, a memoir. It has been seven months. Why has it never seen the light of day? Especially if this is a situation where the motive is pretty clear, right? as you'll see from the manifesto. And again, we're 11 minutes away from reading it in its entirety. Use the hashtag uh, Nashville Manifesto, Mug Club Undercover, uh, and blast it out everywhere because we don't know how long this will be up. Right, and by the way, I mean, that day, he's not indicating that there's an ongoing investigation to find out no. what happened. He's not saying we're trying to piece this thing together and gather information. He's saying, hey, we have truckloads of data right now, and we have a pretty good theory as to why this happened, and we'll... we'll saying insanity because this person's writings are insane. Yeah. So the truth. Yeah, we no, have no, a no, horse's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Nashville PD also uh, claimed that they were delaying the release until they finished their investigation, which may take up to a year. What are they investigating? The director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said twice publicly that there was no ongoing investigation. So this is very inconsistent. Uh, then we look at federal pressure. In other words, these are all the reasons that you really should have had this. I understand that many of you don't want this. You don't want copycats, but we have them from other shootings. Yeah. We have them from Christchurch. We have when it's white supremacy. The difference is white supremacy isn't taught in schools. Big part of the inspiration here with this shooting is taught as a matter of curriculum. Let's go to some of the pressure that's been um, applied here federally. You have the U.S. Attorney um, Alexander W. Resser said, because of these ongoing investigations, the FBI determined the disclosure of the requested documents could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings and withheld all responsive records under the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, there are a bunch of people who don't want this manifesto yeah. being released. Um, there are groups, uh, teachers, some of the parents involved, not all of them, saying that they're in uncharted waters. This is not something that should be released. There's a bunch of, I don't think we need to list necessarily no, their reasons. But you better have one heck of a good reason for saying that. We think that this would interfere with the enforcement. There is no investigation. We There's no investigation. They're trying to get to maybe the bottom. Do they have somebody helping them with some other? But you better have a good explanation. And I hope that people are not so distracted that when this explanation comes out and it's not good because based on what we've seen there is no explanation for why you would delay putting this stuff out there other than one and we called it and we'll get to that yeah. in a minute i have a really strong guess hold their feet to the fire the reason they want to hold this back keep in mind that at this point in time the don't say gay was being was being uh, mm -hmm. sort of espoused everywhere everyone was saying oh the don't say gay bill and oh they're trying to put pressure on teachers when you see this manifesto you will see inspiration directly from what is taught in our schools as part of the curriculum from the progressive left people would read this manifesto and have to ask themselves a lot of people don't know. A lot of boomers... Wait, wait, wait. What's white privilege? Why is this person so mad about... Every school we know is teaching young children that there are... That's why. All right, folks. We're getting to the part where he's going to read out the manifesto as a whole. Again, the only reason why I'm, I'm playing Crowder's video here 
A, I'm a fan of Crowder. B, a lot of you watching may not have watched his episode about this and or watch his show, period. And third, it was their story. They broke it. I don't necessarily want to read a bunch of other articles conjecture about it when I can go right to them. They can give you the update, catch you up from the beginning to the end. If you want to know my take of it, I, I, you can go on Rumble, go to my channel, search my content. I have a decent amount of videos about this. I mean, Audrey Hale and or the tranny shooter, as I probably should have maintained calling them. Forgot that that was the thing I was doing for a while, but anyway. Head of the Churn Platoon has been a watermark on my channel. Uh, on my Inside Four Walls mock-up of a Bud Light can, there, uh, there she is. Because this is a story that has, you know, we've been wanting answers for. We've been demanding them. Occasional updates when they're there. We've done updates. Well, we've, I've done updates on it. Other people have as well. But this is their story. So you can get to hear it from their words yourself. Let's hop right into it. And then we'll get into the articles. See this. So thanks to the incredible work of our undercover unit, you are now about to. We have for you today, exclusively here on Lighthouse Crowder, courtesy of Mug Club, first look at part of the handwritten manifesto of the Nashville shooter. If you have children, shouldn't be reading this, and right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm about to direct you exclusively to Rumble slash Mug Club, because they don't want this heat. Manifesto. Dark Abyss. Death Day. March 27th, 2023. Today is the day, yes. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for these past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour plus seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God, let me, God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's gonna go quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die, ha ha, signed Aiden. Next page, Audrey. Kill those kids, three exclamation points. Those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their M dash 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 daddies mustangs and convertibles fuck you little shits i wish to shoot you weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair wanna kill all you little crackers again bunch of little faggots with your white privileges fuck you yeah i'm sorry if you look right here on the screenshot i i don't mean to interrupt it's just this person's fucking retarded the shooter not only were they so fucking stupid, they didn't know their actual gender. They couldn't spell mommy right. They're mommy and daddy's Mustangs. See, they spelled M-O-M-E-I, scribble, scribble. Or maybe that I is supposed to be a little and symbol, 
You know what I mean? For the, the old school way grandmas draw and signs where it looks like a little fucking backwards sense symbol. Uh, Faggots. Then we have the schedule. Death day, 6.30, desired. It's covered by a sticky note. 7 a.m. get dressed. 7.05. So you know day 55. It says with stuffed animals plus possessions. 9 a.m. eat breakfast at home. The home is encircled in a heart shape. 9.30, pack up special belongings and backpack. Test knife core breaker, leave for royal range, gear up, plus setup, guns and trunk, final videotape, leave for covenant school. So, the schedule isn't necessarily something I need to go through in detail, but we will provide it for you. Um, I wanted to read it by itself without adding any editorializing, but what sticks out at you? And I get it. The word cracker, generally speaking, we're not offended as white people. But the motive is here. Crackers is mentioned multiple times. White privilege is mentioned. Reviling people who are going to private fancy schools. A Christian fancy school. Their daddy with their Mustangs, convertibles. It's anger. It's hatred for white people of suburbia. Which would mean, hey, hey, that might be an at-risk group. Not only do we have a motive, what stands out to me yeah, sorry. is we don't just have a motive, but we have a specific motive targeting. We know who was in danger. We know why they were in danger. White privileges. Crackers. And of course, this is an insane person. No one is saying that this is not someone who is deeply mentally deranged. Now, I can't say that that's the case because they're transgender. But I'm going to tell you that someone who's concerned about their anxiety when they are about to go and shoot nine-year-old children, that's someone who's been raised in a narcissistic society where everything you want to feel is okay and more important than the greater good. Yeah. This is the byproduct. This right here is the byproduct combined with insanity and a perversion of an unhealthy mind of participation trophies, of no red pen, of you can be whatever it is that you claim to be, no matter how you were born. This is the byproduct of you were misgendered at birth by a doctor, likely white. This is the byproduct of white privilege needs to be checked and it's time to stand up and Black Lives Matter and billions of dollars in damages that the media said was mostly peaceful and should continue. This is the byproduct of what our children have been steeped in in our public schools and what they absorb through big tech. And it's, it's a byproduct of something that we fight against every day. That's why we have Mud Club. That's why we're funded by viewers like you. Again, the link is in the description where you can tweet it out. X, Instagram. All right. Again, I'll leave a link to this uh, in the description below if you want to go check it out. I fully encourage you to go ahead and do it. Let's hop over here. Festo. Which means that YouTube has to hit that dump. Yes. Gosh, you know, the whole thing. If we were banned the day of and the next day covering the shooting, I can only imagine right now. You can hear the brown starfish puckering up. Okay, have that. Today is the day, yes, the day. Here you go. I'm reading it again. Dark Abyss, Death Day 3, 27-23. That's March 27th to the initiated. Uh, okay. So they knew I just want to double check. But there you go. That's the update. That's where we are now. It's a great episode. You should go watch it. Uh, apparently did one this morning with Dan Bongino. I missed it. I work at 7 a.m. till about 8. Till about between 
5.30 to 7-ish p.m. I miss some stuff occasionally these days. The Nashville Metropolitan, and this article is by the post-millennial itself, the Metropolitan Police Department released a statement on Tuesday decrying the leak of the trans shooter manifesto that Steven Crowder released on his show. The Ladder with Crowder show on Monday. Right here. Official statement from the MNPD National Police Chief Drake confirming the authenticity of the National Manifesto. Right here it goes uh, from Don Aaron, Public Affairs Director, Christian Mumford, and Brooke Re uh, Reese, Public Affairs Officer, November 6, 2023. Their uh, phone number is 615-862-7306. And there's their Twitter at, at MNPDNashville. Their for anybody wondering, they're completely... the. This is public information. You're allowed to have this information. And you, regardless of living in their state, county, or whatever, are more than welcome to call these numbers as taxpaying citizens and tell them what you think of them withholding this information and having their more than sketchy as fuck response to it. For immediate release, the following is a statement from Chief John Drake. Quote, I'm greatly disturbed by today's unauthorized release of three pages of writings from the Covenant shooter. This police department is extremely serious about the investigation to identify the person responsible. This action showed a total, total disregard for Covenant families, as well as our courts, as well as the court system, which has control of the shooter's journals. At the present time, did due to litigation filed earlier this year, it is now pending in Davison County, <clears throat> sorry, Chancery Court, and the Tennessee Court of Appeals. We are not at liberty to release the journals until the court rule. Our police department looks forward to the ultimate resolution of the litigation concerning the journals. The statement from Chief. John Drake reread that. On March 27th, Audrey Hale, a young woman who identified as transmasculine, packed up a slew of firearms and went to the Covenant School in Nashville. She took the lives of three children and three adults before she shot and killed and was killed by the officers responding to the scene. Shortly after the tragedy, let me grab my glasses real quick. Where are my fucking glasses, actually? Huh, damn. I just completely lose my, my glasses, apparently. Oh, no, they're right here in front of my face. Isn't that how that always works, right? Where are your glasses? On your fucking head, jackass. As always. Uh um. Three children at the scene. Shortly after the tragedy, it was discovered that police had found her writings, both on her personal person and in her car those writings which came to be known as a manifesto were not released a FOIA or freedom of information act request was filed and politicians as well as journalists demanded that the materials be made public as well or sorry pardon me as Hale had identified as trans many progressive politicians as well as media pundits attempted to portray her as a victim of transphobia. Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Transphobia, no one's scared of these people. 
No one, even this, no one's scared of these people. Audrey Hale became a fucking punchline, a joke. A million memes of Meg Griffin holding an AR-15 is what the legacy is. No. There is not a single fucking queer that a tyrant fears. The steal a quote from the great Dave Smith. No one is afraid of trans people. It's hard to be afraid of people who don't exist. Why do I say that? I've said it before. It's been a long time since I've had the reasonings to say it. Trans people do not exist. They are not real. It's a made-up, meaningless term. It does not mean or exist anything. Right? Because it implies the word transition and transsexual would imply that you are able to successfully transition from A gender to B gender. No, you cannot. You will never be able to do that. It is just arrangement. It is just mental illness. It is absolute... Bro- For example, a person born male can lie and say, I'm a female now, but they will never have a womb. If they do, they will never have been born with one. It was never a functioning one. They did some weird bastardized version of science in 50 years and had some lab-grown rat back lab womb put in that's non-functional just for aesthetic purposes. I'm sure that's in the future for some sick fucking reason, but still a man born with an Adam's apple has a prostate. No matter if you chop and wound yourself, like imagine how mentally off you have to be to look in the mirror at your crotch and think, man, I better chop that off or man, I better glue something to that. Man, I better mutilate it. No, I'm sorry. It's a mental illness. It's, it's straight up what it is. They, they're not transgendered. They're mentally ill. Straightforward. It's usually some undiagnosed trauma, some sexual assault in childhood, typically by a trusted loved one or a family figure of some variety, or some extreme traumatic stressor revolving around uh, identification in, in, at a younger age. Not to get all... It's not a... Yeah, I can't think of his name. Uh, it's not John Money, but it's actually someone just as bad as John Money. Who, and I say just as bad because he was fully aware of the research he was doing. I actually got made fun of him the Jordan Peterson drinking song recently. Anyway, off topic. And if you're a woman, you'll never have sperm. You'll never get anyone pregnant. You'll never have a functioning dick. You will have wombs, you will have ovaries, you will have cramps, periods, all that stuff. And you can have everything removed, but you still were born with it. Just as people who argue, well, maybe their wombs don't work, maybe they're infertile. They were still born with the parts to have a child. Even if the parts are malfunctioning or dysfunctional, they still were the parts to have child. Meaning, female doesn't remove the intrinsic nature that only females have these parts and are born with it. That's the core distinction here. You know, any lab argument about, well, you know, maybe 50 years of medical science, you weren't born with it. You had a surgery. It's that, that That's all it is. Uh, I've, uh, I'm very amused by how ass-backwards society is willing to bend to cater to a group of people that don't actually exist. They are actively mentally fucking ill. I'm not going to keep har- driving home the point. I am just frustrated by by how far we've gotten. 
It's like if we imagine if we chose any other mental illness, right? Imagine we chose schizophrenia. Fuck, we may that may be the next one. Actually, I don't want to give any ideas to the fucking universe. Parents of the Covenant School filed a motion to prevent the release of the materials. Crowder obtained the pages and broadcast them on his Rumble show immediately afterward. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell vowed to investigate how the leak occurred. The authenticity of the materials confirmed locally. The police also said that they would look into who leaked the information. The FBI did not comment. YouTube removed Crowder's show from the site, and Facebook also suppressed the information. Speaking of which... Weird. YouTube removes Stephen, Stephen Crowder's reporting on the Trans-National Shooters Manifesto, claiming violation of violent criminal organizations. They got him on Rico, boys. Quote, we wanted to let you know that our team reviewed your content and we think it violates our violent criminal organization's policy, YouTube said. Uh-huh. By Libby Emmons, the legend herself. Stephen Crowder dropped a bombshell on Letter with Crowder with... Pardon me. <laughs> I got something in my throat. That Dylan Mulvaney earlier, he gave me a personal autograph and I'm still swallowing it. Tastes like. Mmm. Yeah. That's definitely Guinness. Anyway, Stephen Crowder dropped a bombshell on Lotter with Crowder on Monday morning, making public pages from what's become known as the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. He showed pages from that alleged manifesto that he received, showing that shooter Audrey Hale was driven by anti white hate and insidious desire to murder blonde children at Covenant Catholic School. After he aired the photographs of the photographs of three handwritten sheets of loose-leaf paper, YouTube took it down. YouTube sent a message to Crowder, which he shared on free speech platform X. We wanted to let you know that our team received, uh, reviewed your content, and we think it violates our, crim our violent criminal organization's policy. Al-Qaeda has a YouTube channel. I'm just saying, the Weather Underground survivors have YouTube channels. One of them is a professor at U of M right now. Hamas has various YouTube channels. Are you... Are, are the cartel have YouTube channels? Are you sure about that? YouTube sent a message to Crowder, which he shared right that. Uh, violent criminal organization's policy. YouTube said conflating the release of primary source information obtained by an investigative journalist and an actual crime syndicate. Ridiculous. Investigative journalism is now considered a criminal organization according to at YouTube. Wait until you see what we have in store for tomorrow. Rumble only, 10 a.m. Right here. Hi, Stephen. We wanted to let you know that our team reviewed your content, and we think it violates our violent criminal organization's policy. We know you may not have realized this at the realized this was a violation of our policies. We're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we have to remove the following content from YouTube. Podcast episode, Louder with Crowder exclusive, Nashville Shooter Manifesto leaked. We realize this may be disappointing news. But it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal this decision. You'll find more details below. Yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Um. 
it's interesting to give them a strike. It makes me think that they just needed a reason to get rid of this, and they just went with whatever kind of worked. I don't know how it works. I'm just saying kind of to, you know, flow here. I don't really think this claim works because it doesn't fit in any fucking way. It's a fat guy in a tiny jacket. Uh, they just wanted to hit him with something. They wanted this down. They couldn't think of a good reason why. They've been sued by Crowder before. Successfully sued by Crowder before. And, you know, half Asian attorney Bill Richmond. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's just, no, it's a bullshit. YouTube just wanted this information down and out. And you look at what happened with the Twitter files, I w would be willing to put big money that YouTube is as equally captured. It all has to do with the 2016 election. I, I guarantee it. Things will, like, predates sort of, like, Mockingbird and stuff, but when it comes to, like, what we lived in today, oh, yeah, they just don't, they just didn't like what the internet was able, was capable of when it wasn't all, you know, zombified. But the Fed's in bed with YouTube and Facebook and all these other social media apps that, you know, haven't had their pockets shaken out to see what's inside of them yet. So, government pressures say, silence it. YouTube silences it quote we know you may not have really read that and the listing listed the shocking episode containing details about the shooters motivations that even a foia request or foia could not spring loose from an fbi and police department that have refused to make the information public ever since the march 27th shooting Hale stole the lives of three children and three adult faculty members of the school after breaking in and opening fire before she was killed by officers responding to the scene. The existence of a manifesto was made known within days of the shooting, but no amount of pressure has been able to pry it loose. The three passengers, uh, three pages Crowder revealed show that they are deep, that they, uh, the deeply disturbed Hale was intent on the murders. Hope to kill more, resented the private school and apparent wealth of the students, and sought death herself. Quote, We realize this may be disappointing to you, YouTube explained to Crowder, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal this decision. You'll find more details below. YouTube detailed their policy for Crowder, saying, quote, Content that glorifies violent criminal organization or incites violence is not allowed on YouTube. Sure, bud. They claim to review incidents of alleged violations on case-by-case -case basis. Crowder discovered earlier on Monday that Facebook was also not allowed, not allowing the content to appear on their site. Crowder works with Rumble, a free speech-oriented streaming platform, where apparently Crowder will drop more information regarding Hale's disturbed, murderous writings on Tuesday. Facebook censors Nashville school shooters manifesto right here. Your post may go against our community standards on violence and incitement. Yeah, I got one of these too. I got a got a, a little little time in Facebook jail because I shared a link to the video. You see right here, Facebook strike. This is by the post-millennial itself. Steven Crowder released a portion, or he got through all that, you get it. He reported that Facebook is now censoring the Nashville Shooters Manifesto and shared screenshots of a warning he gets when trying to post the content. 
Your post may go against our community standards on violence and incitement, it reads. In synchronization, they come for you. They come for you. Right here. Quote, your post, the warning continued, looks familiar to content we've removed for going against our community standards. You can delete it now to avoid potential account restrictions. A.K.A. do it or else. Crowder shared a screenshot of a user who had attempted to post the images of the handwritten manifesto with the caption, quote, Have fun reading. I advise it's not good. Ow. The manifesto, handwritten on lined paper, was leaked to the Crowder air. We read all that. The full manifesto has not yet been released, but portions of it were made available on the broadcast. The federal investigators who obtained the documents after Hale's death have not released the information, despite months of pressure to do so. Freedom of Information Act requests have been filed to make the writings public. The Covenant School filed a motion to block the release of the handwritten documents, which were found on Hale's clothes after her death. Hale also, per the manifesto, recorded a final video that has not yet been released. Hale gunned down three students and three teachers at the Covenant Catholic's private school in Nashville, Tennessee, before being shot to death by officers. Responded to the scene, per the documents leaked on Monday, Hale intended to die. Right here. Manifesto of Transnational Shooter leaked Full of Anti-White Hate by Andy No and Libby Emmons. Uh, not that it matters. Andy No is a homosexual Asian guy. Can't really hit him with, uh, well, he's a whitey defending whitey. Not, uh, it sounds ridiculous to say, but people tried that. Mm, that was an argument made in good faith by a lot of people. And it fell flatter than a hockey puck on good ice. A leaked manifesto reveals Nashville trans shooter had a violent hatred of the little crackers with white privilege that were murdered. Jesus, go on. Jesus, Meg. First obtained and released by Louder with Crowder's conservative rumble show. The three-page handwritten document allegedly shows Audrey Aiden Hale. Ugh, Aiden? Go fuck yourselves. Worst name. Sorry if I have any Aidens listening. I'm sure you're a great one. I'm sure I'd like you a lot. You'd be the only one, the one Aiden listening to this, being like, whew. Hale meticulously planned their last moments and the mass school shooting at the Covenant School on March 27th. Three young children and three school staff were killed before Hale, 28, was shot dead by responding police. The manifesto, written in a spiral notebook, has various screeds. And thoughts scrawled down by a pen. Death Day, Hale wrote on one page with the drawing of a target rectangle and a pistol along with the date 32723. Quote, the day has finally come, Hale wrote. I can't believe it's sick here. It's finally here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but I'm here. It, you stole a firearm. You practice with a firearm, and then you obtained a firearm. You went and shot up a school. You overcame nothing. I don't know what the sense of, oh my god, I finally made it. What 
did you achieve? You did nothing. Gen Z is already... Like, you can factor me on this one. Gen Z, statistically, is one of the least accepting generations for LGBTQ. And have a less than favorable view of same-sex couples. While typically they're always pulling chicks on this one. A large percentage of Gen Z also identifies as like non-binary. But the sources report that statistics are very like chick magazines. But that's not national outlets from running with it. Either way. It's just not a good look. It's not the uh, the generation you're going to really become a martyr for. You're, you're, you're a laughing stock. 95% of my generation dunks on you and mocks, mocks the whole legacy of Audrey Hale. You know what I mean? Like this is She's a joke. She achieved fuck all. But there's this, oh my god, I finally made it. I, why? What are you so fucking proud of, homie? It's, you know, it's weird. It's a weird, like... It, I, it's on there with, like, when people say adulting. No, you're just living. You're not adulting. You're existing. As someone above the age of 18 with, like, regular-ass responsibilities. Shut the fuck up. Hate that shit. I hate that false, like, I overcame something. No, you didn't. Don't know how I was able to get this far. But here I am. Why are you so proud? I'm a little nervous, but excited, too. Been excited for the past two weeks. Hale continued. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I am almost an hour and seven minutes away. How much time do you think the lockdown gave this person? Like, you think this person spent over a lockdown planning this? Quote, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready, Hale wrote. I hope my victims aren't. Hale later prayed to God in the manifesto to help her in the mass shooting. Quote, God let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be ten minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick, Hale wrote. Quote, I hope I have a high death count. Yeah, folks, this is... Uh, what were you, who were you praying to? That's not my God. That's not even Allah. Uh, I know, semantics, semantics. Fuck off, you know what I mean. There's no God in any scripture that would enable this. Even if you want to be like, well, he enables people in anger all the time. Yeah, righteous anger. There's nothing righteous about this. Just a weird, self-loathing, unhinged, faux Catholic, perhaps? Weird. As a Lutheran, you know, I'm just set beside myself with grief. You know, I, I really hope Hale's family buys as many indulgences as possible to uh, help Audrey out. Because Audrey is going to need need it. There is definitely not a shit-eating grin on my face as I made that joke. If you don't know what indulgence is, it's not a real thing. It was a waste of time that the Catholic Church invented to grift. Now that I've lost a little bit of my audience, let's continue on. Hale wrote, Ready to die, Nana. And signed it, Aiden. Hale's trans name. So Hale's fake fucking name. On another page, Hale wrote a detailed day schedule with a... Uh, Post it calmly asking, lunch may be 
around 11 a.m., 1 p.m. That's how you know this is a chick. That's how you fucking know. Hale's day began at 6.30 a.m. Relatable. And ran through getting dressed, breakfast, and what to do with stuffed animals and possessions at 9.30. Hale was, uh, Hale was to, quote, pack up essential belongings and backpack. By 10.20, Hale was to gear up and set, uh, set up guns and trunk assembly and get out vest with mags inside. Hale was armed with a handgun, a rifle, and a pistol modded, uh, modded like a rifle. Okay. Right here. Graphic designer. Well, you had a graphic design death, I'll give you that fucking much. It was so fucking graphic, they had to turn your ass into, uh, wow. Okay. Do you see how quickly I quit joking when I saw it? I was like, oh, no, this is kind of a macabre issue. I knew that from the beginning, but still. Um, wow, this little thread. Mass shooter of the Christian school in Nashville. So this is... Yeah. Can I just say, it's always these, like... Why do trans people always kind of look like this? This, like, skinny, fucked-up forehead... This facial shape. It's like the tranny facial shape. They always love the Lion King too. Lion King. Homestuck. That kind of bullshit. Gah. Gah. Yeah, it's always this like sad Ellen Page looking type shit. Right here. Audrey Hale. Trans shooter. Killed children. These are some decorated they decorated their shit too jesus christ aiden remember their fucking fake name in there mnp that's actually a good brand i shouldn't give any credit here but security camera footage of how uh how um audrey got into the building now, there's a lot of things to keep in mind. Shoes and whatnot were kind of different. There was a lot of things people point out with this that we just don't have answers for. And I've gone into it on, on previous episodes. So, if you want to know more about that kind of stuff, just look up, like, National Shooter Shoes. You'll find things breaking it down. And there's no audio to uh, these videos. I like how they went for, like, the Walmart Kyle Rittenhouse costume. And that was the classroom. Walking through the hallway. Alright. Give me one second. Okay, I want to make sure that this wasn't, like, an overly graphic video. Get your hands away from the 
Alright. You get the concept. There's that. Any other information in this thread? Nope. Alrighty. I wasn't exactly thinking there would be, but, you know. It's always, uh... Always worth double-checking. Right here. Audrey Aiden Hale, the trans mass shooter in Nashville who killed children and staff at the Christian school, waited to ambush responding police from inside the church and fired upon the cops in their vehicle. Are Catholics Christian? That's really not, I know that sounds like a stupid question, but there's a lot of like idol worship, a lot of like saint praying to and whatnot. The whole point of Christianity is Christ, you know, as part of like the divine trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's all kind of like one. You're worshiping that, you know, jealous God, none come before me, appreciate the Lamb. But then you like, you know, billion prayers for all these historical figures Mary, Michael, saints, the Pope. Like, there's zero biblical, like, Catholic Church is just like government-approved religion it was literally invented by like the romans are like are catholics really christian is that a conversation we're willing to have for what's worth i you know jews aren't christian either it's not a really controversial thing to say but okay i mean i guess semantics not really the time or place for that conversation i'm alienating a large chunk of my audience every time i say something about this topic hale also wrote about making a final videotape on the schedule though it has not been released by police or confirmed to even exist there could be a youtube video out there on some channel with no subscribers no views just audrey hale's youtube channel just sitting out there waiting to be found it could easily be out there, but like the scheduled release, you never know. Hale detailed a plan to leave for Covenant School by 11.35. The last entries to Hale's schedule were 12.35, where she would open the fire, and then it was time to die. Hale was shot dead by police around 10.27 in one of the pages headlined, Kill Those Kids. Hale calls the students crackers and expresses hatred for their white privilege. Hale wrote, Those crackers going to fancy private schools with those fancy khakis plus sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you little shits, she wrote. It's always this retarded fucking... You stupid little fucking dumb fucking tiny dick fucking bitch. It's it's just like these it's like a child learning like it's like it's like when a child hangs around older kids and learns how to cuss for the first and like realizes they can cuss and the older kids just aren't aren't gonna get in trouble for it. So they go all overboard with it and they just have the dumbest shit. And even the older kids are trying to impress her they're still annoyed, like, shut up. That's, that's how it feels. It's the same thing, like, it's kind of just how chicks talk when they're trying to sound hard. It's just this fucking rambly-bambly fucking mush bullshit. Like, listen to this, right? Tell me this isn't, like, the kind of shit I just described. Quote, Want to kill all you little crackers? A bunch of little faggots with your white privileges? Fuck you, faggots. Critics of trans ideology have often highlighted that some trans people transition because they cannot cope with being homosexual. 
Hale was lesbian before identifying as trans. Which, by the way, you can look at my episode on this. When the shooting first happened and there was this black chick who was like her, her close friend and they went in opposite directions. This chick got married, pursued a life of God, Christianity, having a wife and, or, or having a husband and kids. Hale never got over that. There's a whole, I did a whole episode about that. That, that, this, that, that seemed kind of obvious from the set go, but not a lot of people were talking about it at the time. You know, completely toot my own little fucking horn here. Authorities have been criticized for months for not releasing Hale's manifesto, a source with the Louder, Louder with Crowder show. So the post-millennial that they received the photographs of Hale's notebook from a source near law enforcement. Hale's mass shooting earlier this year preceded a planned Trans Day of Vengeance event in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. Capitol that was ultimately canceled and... In in an immediate hours after the shooting, trans activists occupied several state capitol buildings to protest pending uh, legislation restricting the transitioning of children, or as we call it, the mutilation of children. That's what it is. At the capitol in Nashville, trans activists held a moment of silence for the victims of the mass shooting. They held up seven fingers, including Hale, as among the victims. Mental illness. From Andy No. The deadly mass shooting on a Nashville Christian school by a trans assailant, Audrey Hale, 28 female, pretended to be a he him, comes amid a surge in trans and far left extremists making threats against Tennessee for banning the medical transitioning of minors. Yep, yep. Hate has consequences. Radical trans activist group and trans resistance network has released a statement mourning the death of a Nashville Christian school mass shooter. The statement says there were two tragedies, the murder of the children and school staff, and also... Damn it. Okay, I didn't want to have to go back to Twitter. Let's take me back to Twitter. We're uh, almost done here. And also Audrey Hale, who it warned should uh, should not be misgendered ahead of the Audrey Hale with a chick 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 woman 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 female 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 or as you would say extra holes bonus holes womb haver uh, born a woman died a woman will have the bone structures of a woman muscle dexterity of a woman is a woman had a woman's mindset a woman's temperament had a woman's outlook on life a woman's uh, emotional control and outbursts is a chick died a chick will always be a chick was a chick pronouns are was were fuck you anyway ahead of the mass shooting trans activists had urged vengeance eh, against Tennessee and conservatives for banning the medical transitioning of children. yeah again we'd be more scared if you didn't kill yourselves it's hard to act like the trans people, like, like these trans radicals or whatever the fuck are such a big fucking threat when the biggest threat they face is the urge to fucking kill themselves. That's the biggest threat the the, the trannies face on a daily is, is today the day I fucking off myself. Get the fuck out of here. No one's scared of these fucking people. No one really even cares about these people. 
all the the praise and 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 favorability people give these people, all the affirmation given to trans people is half-hearted. The people telling these things are either plain pretend with them and are as far gone as they are, or they're just plain nice so they don't want to deal with the awkwardness of telling a someone they've known forever that like, hey, you know you're not that, right? Like you know you're you're biologically what you were born as, right, homie? You're not a chick. You're a dude. Or you're not a you're, you're not a dude. You're a chick. Like people just don't want to deal with the awkwardness of telling their their friends, families, people they know, coworkers, colleagues, whatever the fuck, the truth. People make the mistake of thinking I'm one of those people, and they get an uncomfortable conversation from me. Retards, all of them cheer for Hamas right now too. Andrew Jackson's bust. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell, a Democrat, says his office is immediately investigating the unauthorized release of some of the images from the Nashville Trans Shooters Manifesto. Authorities have tried to prevent the release of Hale's writings before today's leak. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to hop back over here for a second. Put more of this, and then we're done with this episode. Wrong. I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. Am. Don't know how I was able to get this far. This person feels as though there's a sense of accomplishment, too. That's the problem with not having to accomplish anything and being patronized your whole life. What, grabbing some cheap guns and shooting children? That's also a problem with the self-esteem culture, but I continue to read. I'm a little nervous, but excited, too. I've been excited for these past two weeks. This was planned for a long time. Almost like some folks could have seen warning signs. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. I want to know what that reference is. Yeah, me too. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour plus seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm already. I hope, but I'm ready, sorry. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. Unbelievable. We also do a little bit too much with the, with, with the anxiety issues now. Oh, yeah, you have social anxiety? It's called growing up. <laughs> Not everything is clinical anxiety. And right. you know what? You probably should be anxious if you're about to commit a heinous act and right, exactly. meet Lucifer. It might be 10 minutes I was implying that this person was going to help. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm what? not Jesus Christ. No. Currently there, I'm betting. If I, had to, if I were a betting man, it might be 10 minutes tops. It might be 3 to 7. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count ready to die. Ha ha ha. Signed off Aiden. Which is interesting because then they sign in Audrey. The next page. Audrey. Kill those kids. Those crackers. Going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis plus sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you little shits. I wish to shoot you weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. Fuck you. Faggots. And of course, this is someone who is deranged because, yeah. you know, this is someone who themselves is trans, queer, non binary, hates people of white privilege, people of faith, and also calls them faggots. The point is, none of these rules make sense anymore. But this is someone who I'm willing to bet. We have a manifesto now, which they buried. Hey, what warning signs were being buried because people were too afraid to speak out? Yeah. Hey, I think that uh, 
Audrey, sorry, it's Aiden now. Okay, I think Aiden might be mentally unstable and might might commit an act of violence. Well, I don't know. You can't say it. Let's not judge. No, no, it's because Audrey said that they were going to do it. And I noticed them collecting guns and putting on rainbow flags. And... Yes, but Aiden's peace-loving. Yes, ah. yes. Well, that, that, that's actually the point. Uh, right now, if you go in, the, the left wants you to not be able to buy a firearm if you go in and say that the 2020 election was definitely stolen and that Donald Trump is still the current sitting president of the United States and should reinstate himself as quickly as possible. They will take you and say, oh, no, 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 no hold on, that's mm -hmm. extremist MAGA rhetoric. We can't give this person a gun. But we can't look at somebody who has enough of a mental disorder, like you said, and I'm calling it that. I'm sorry. You could just you, you dump it if we're not on there. Whatever. Enough of a mental disorder to think that they are a woman trapped in a man's body, or vice versa. We're not willing to say maybe that person shouldn't be given a firearm right now. Maybe they should go through some extra scrutiny. If there are going to be red flag laws like that, and I'm not for them, but if there's going to be any time for us to say a mentally unfit person should maybe have some extra scrutiny before they are given firearms, this would qualify. Is there any other group that would present so clearly? that they qualify <laughs> put a screen in front of me. I have to read it here. So uh, this is from the Metro Nashville Police Department. They have no idea about the document. Stephen Crowder purports to be a covenant killer manifesto. And this is a quote. I have no idea what that is. And at this point in time, I don't think we know <laughs> what that's about. No idea who he is, what he's got. Or what he's... Oh, oh, this <laughs> okay. is fantastic. Yeah, you well, know? Give me a I call. Don't know. I don't know. Nothing to see here. Call, give yeah. me a call. We'll talk about talk it. Talk about okay. it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, uh, Do you, be you believe that for a second? Here's the thing. That guy said, oh, they've gone through a lot of evidence. You think that guy hasn't seen what we've just broadcast? What you have made the number one trend across the United States right now? You think he doesn't know? You think that guy doesn't know? I Come on now, guys. I, I, I have no idea. What, what is something? I don't, I don't know what this is. Really? It's not what you've been looking for? Yes. Then, then you've been running a horrible investigation. I'm just a simple police chief. I have chief. an idea. I, there's one way to find out, sir. Do us all a favor. If we're wrong, if we don't have the goods, release the goods so that we can see it. Yeah. Prove it. Otherwise, silence. maybe shut up. I just hear silence. Or, I mean, maybe find something. You can take me to the clink. Take me to the clink. Tie you off of your wrist. Yeah, take me to the clink. Look, and maybe he's pissed about like it too. He's got to carry the water what of the PR department. I get it. You have me. <laughs> need your hands behind call, your back. Call me to the mat. I don't believe for a second that that guy doesn't. Right. We may not know who I am. I don't care. But no, I guarantee we can look at the document right. and say, oh, yeah, yep. that's yep. the crazy transgender shooter manifesto. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's out now. Yeah, and be pissed about it if you need to. If you need the cover of it, well, I can't believe they got that. And we're going to make a phone call and those guys, you know, do that. Yeah. All right. Let's grab. Let's grab two more chats, and then we're going to go to Mug Club. All right. Question from all the right. man, bro, dude. Why do you all feel so many of these mass shootings are allowed to be carried out when seemingly in a large number of them, uh, the feds have already been watching these people for weeks uh, at the very least? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. That's a good question. I'm just gonna let that one go, and then we're done. They're being allowed. That's a, you know, that's a whole conspiracy thing. As though someone would allow the shootings to happen just because someone's being watched doesn't mean that you know what their plans are or when they would carry out a shooting. And by the way, a lot of these people have not been watched by the feds. So it's also it, hard to watch somebody constantly. Yeah. There's all kinds of. Like, well, I mean, the guy. What was it in Maine? Was it Maine that he did uh, that killed 18 people? Yeah. Over the course of a long period of time. Over a long period of time, like they were watching this guy. He had, he had made threats. Like I get like that, how that gets started. You see so many cases, not all of them for sure, not even more than half, but a lot of cases where it's like, oh yeah, we this guy was on our radar three months ago. Yeah, this but that doesn't mean that a cop exactly. runs outside his house. Exactly. Right. It doesn't mean that they knew specifically that he was going to commit this kind of crime. Now I will say this: sometimes we need to do a little bit better job, and it's fine to call that out, mm -hmm. right? You see that, and maybe those are some of these instances. But I don't think, like you said, that there's some conspiracy where they're allowing these things to happen so that the masses can be distracted. I don't think so. Right. I think that we have a society, a media, entertainment, industrial complex, and a public education system that allows um, mental instability not only to fester, it, they foster it. it. They foster it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think that I think that someone raised on a heavy diet of white privilege, gender ideology, and anti-male, you know, <laughs> postmodernist patriarchal bullshit. I think that person. Um, I think society is worse off for that person being uh, a part of it, and certainly when society is now largely comprised of that. Final chat. All right, final chat from Jessica W. How can you discuss this with other people? Uh, co-workers, professors, students, church members, when a lot of them will object to the content, language, etc. Hey, tell the truth. We didn't write the manifesto. 
this is the problem. You know, I've said this before as it relates to, 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 to comedy. For a long time, right, it, when George W. Bush was president, it was just a comedic witch hunt. And a lot of them were funny, you know, so, but, but it became really lazy. It used to be a point where uh, conservatives and Christians, right, they, they didn't have a really good sense of humor because um, they couldn't laugh at reality. And what I mean by that is, for example, you'll have pastors out there and they'll say, there's evil in the world. Well, you need to show it. You need to let people know what the evil is that they're actually facing, right? But they have to be careful because there, there are women in the pews who might say, we need it to be PG, which I don't know if you've read the Bible, not PG at all. Not, not PG at all when you're just talking about speaking the truth. We're not talking about just being a potty-mouthed blue comic. We're talking about speaking the truth. So conservative Christians used to not be able to, um, to, to, to laugh at the truth because it was naughty. Now the left has no sense of humor, so that was the right. Now the left has no sense of humor because they can't acknowledge reality. They have to live in an alternate reality. Hey, men and women are different. Can't joke about that. Hey, uh, drag queen can't joke about that. Hey, races are can't joke about that. Hey, I'm a guy and the wife is can't joke about that because you're a male. They have to create an alternate reality so they can't even laugh just because the premise is true. And so I ask you, don't be a tipper gore. I understand. That's why I told you something was, was not age appropriate. Today. I told you this manifesto was not age. You're an adult. You're an adult. And if your co-workers are conservative Christians will be offended by the bad language, guess what? You need to tell them the truth. And if your co-workers are offended because they're triggered liberals who don't like hearing this kind of language, guess what? You need to tell them the truth. I'm not going to sanitize it anymore. Nor should you. It's, it, it is ridiculous. And it's a problem that we have seen, I will say this, sure, with the left, but the modern church. Go read the Old Testament. Go read the New Testament for crying out. Read any portions of the Bible. I don't think you know what it is that you're reading. You don't think there's a transcript in there that's at least as offensive as the manifesto of this psychotic Nashville shooter? Oh, sorry, but again, if you're a Christian, you believe that it's written, it's the word of God, right? Through the hand of man, but it's the divine word of God. You know better how to be less offensive. God's too crude. Also, no dancing. Come on, folks. Let's just be real about this. How else are we supposed to discuss the truth? How else are we supposed to open people's eyes if we can't have our own open? And that's another reason that Mug Club exists. That's why we do what we do. All right. Because that being said, uh, information sharing is cool on my uh, platform, but I'll give you a shout out when I want to give you a shout out. That being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, this won't be the last time we talk about this episode. This is just a catch up on where we've been. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you guys later.
famous ferrets kids me the falsha a hundred thousand welcomes and long may that continue for everyone but over recent years there's been a, a fear and frustration growing among the people that that welcome and that generosity has been taken for granted especially with the mass influx of immigration coming into the country and more recently some people including the country's government would have you believe that wanting a better immigration policy is a far-right philosophy nothing could be further from the truth wanting a better immigration policy means that you want right by Ireland, not just for the Irish, but for foreign nationals already enjoying living and visiting the country. The reality is that this small country doesn't have the necessary capabilities to accommodate such an influx of people. And until the government bring our housing infrastructure, our health, our education, our policing and all the other systems to deal with the people that are already in this country up to speed, those fears and frustrations will continue to build. And surely a better and safer Ireland is what we all want. And as for the hate speech laws that this government are forcing in, that's just a further attack on our freedom of speech and our ability to question policies and decisions made in the country, including immigration and the education of our children in schools. A government without opposition and questioning is just a dictatorship. And this dictatorship doesn't even have control over its own wheel. In the words of Benjamin Franklin, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little and temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Now, I don't want to be on here with these serious posts. I'd rather be on here, as us Irish would say, having the crack and even drinking a few creamy pints. But when I see an injustice, especially in my own country, I feel obliged to speak up. Think of me as the canary in the coal mine. And I just want 
our Cade Mila Fulcher to continue that way and not turn into a Cade Mila failure. Today, I have a message for the Turks. Your government is fooling you into believing that one day you will become a member of the European Union. Well, forget it. You are no European, and you will never be. An Islamic state like Turkey does not belong to you. All the values Europe stands for, freedom, democracy, human rights, are incompatible with Islam. We do not want visa-free travel for Turks coming to Europe either. European governments that agree with this will be voted out of office by the people. Turkey voted for Erdogan, a dangerous Islamist who raises the flag of Islam. We do not want more, but less Islam. So Turkey, stay away from us. You are not welcome here. So hey, welcome back to the show. This is one of those episodes that I recorded, but the audio didn't get picked up for. So we're going to go through a couple articles and end on the newest bit of update we got. And it's really more speculation, but it seems likely. Let's start off right here, shall we? Protesters take to the street in Dublin after a knife attack that injured three children. One, seriously, not just three children, as well as teachers and their caretakers. This article is, uh, oh. hold on. All right. Uh, I don't know if it's significant or not, but at 2.17 a.m., you just saw the pop-up. For some reason, New York Post isn't working as, like, a website? Maybe it's just on my end. No idea. Anyway, Conor McGregor, so we're going to go over here to Newsweek instead. Conor McGregor saying Ireland at war sparks outrage. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. You are at war, Ireland. Actively, you are, though. Your nation is being both frauded from the inside and the out. You have people in power in Ireland who do not care about you. People who are captured by global interest groups like the World Economic Forum and George Soros, for example. You have just very ignorant, entitled people who have never cared about, never really cared for you, but just wanted power. And now they have power. And I want to remind people, there's a great quote, that you can choose 
not to be involved in politics, but you will be ruled by your lessers. That is one of the true statements Marcus Aurelius ever wrote down. And there's a lot of real die-hard, love Ireland Irish people. Like, Ireland first types. They should have been the first ones up there. They should have been running for positions in power. They should have demanded better leadership. And I'm, there's people in Ireland who have been demanding better leadership. I'm not saying there haven't been. But it takes a level of dereliction from the regular citizens over the course of decades for a government to become so captured. It doesn't just become this bad overnight. It takes generations. I'm an American. Uh, from what I can tell, culture war speaking, we are years ahead of where Ireland is in the culture war. Which is a weird thought to have, actually. But let's get into it. Conor McGregor saying Ireland's at war sparks outrage from November 24th. Yeah. <laughs> that that bus right there that bus on that bus on fire yeah that's clearly the worst thing to ever happen to the irish besides the fucking british right yeah Now, this article is actually by a person named Sophie Lloyd over here at Newsweek and the pop culture and entertainment <clears throat> reporter. Yeah, and look, I'm sitting here as an American, right? I watched my entire country burn. I watched the capital of my country on fire. I filmed some of it. And do you want to know why? is because of a handful of reasons. One, largely because of people like George Soros funding politicians and, you know, attorney generals and certain AGs in smaller areas and in bigger cities to push agendas and ignore criminals and set bail to zero so criminals get released early. So the Irish listeners are like, that sounds fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't fight now, it's your future, bud. Just a heads up. Honestly, if you're Irish right now, the best thing I can give you advice-wise, based on what I've seen Culture War speaking, you guys should really watch like old Shoe on Head and Chris Reagan videos. It's weird to say that because it's so antiquated information from where I'm at. But at the same time, that's where you guys currently are. So you might as well look at what America went through and prevent it from happening to you. Just an idea. Just an idea. Conor McGregor has been accused of stoking anti-immigrant sentiment and inciting riots in Dublin after sharing anti-immigrant remarks on social media, which is a very disingenuous thing to say because the riots were already happening before Conor McGregor said anything. 
And they should. You had the entirety of the news system in Ireland ignoring the fact that an outsider, an illegal immigrant who was due to be deported multiple times and dodged deportation, seemingly random, we have no modus operandi, ran up and attempted to murder children and their caretakers. And what was the response of the Irish politicians? Well, you know, they're immigrants. They mean more to us than you, is what it boiled down to. Same reason why the uh, ruling elites here care about illegal immigrants more than they care about their own citizens. Illegal immigrants are an easily controllable voter voting group. They have no identification with the nationality, the history, the shared you know, desires. They have no connection to Ireland. They don't share any of its roots. They don't know anything about the Emerald Isles. They don't know anything about the, the struggles. They didn't live through any of that. They didn't even really know what happened. They don't know what happened for the most part. Hell, I'm an American, and I'm Lutheran. That's probably the only reason why I know anything about the fucking struggles. It's a little hard not to, you know. Plus, the foes are weirdly hard as fuck to look at. Like, you just got, like, little girls and little boys waiting for the school bus, and you got some IRA fucking soldier just camped down the corner with his gun out, like, looking around all bug-eyed. You know what's really fucked up? I guarantee you, an IRA soldier... Would not have let those people get stabbed. Just, just, just point that out here, right? The IRA, despite you know, I'm not gonna say blanket terrorist group. I'm not gonna blanketly state that. That's not a fair uh, depiction of any group as a whole. Typically, there's certain outliers there, oddly enough, but off point. They had, they were very nationalistic. The IRA loved Ireland. Their view of Ireland, what they thought Ireland should be according to their perspective, but they loved Ireland. They wouldn't have let this happen. They would have stopped this dude from happening, which is more than I can say. The IRA likely would have stopped this from happening, which is more than I can say for the Irish police and government. You want to know why? Because it happened. Meanwhile, you look at all these photos of like these armed combatants just like chilling on street corners. And there are reports of like some crimes being stopped by them, but it's like... I don't know. They seem very propagandistic, and I'm just right off all that like good guy shit and like extreme bad guy, good guy shit and extreme bad guy shit when it comes to like combat scenarios. I write off the propaganda. Look more for like the more rational side of things, which in 2023 is not the smartest way of going about it. Oddly enough, quote Ireland, we are at war. The UFC fighter said on X, the social media network, fuck off, on Wednesday. Declaration, the declaration fall. It's not a declaration, not really. It's an observation. We are at war. We have people coming into this country with no ties to its heritage, cultural norms, views, beliefs, X, Y, and Z. And they're killing people. They're replacing our culture with their own. The culture they left behind to come to my culture. Or in this case, Connor's culture. The Irish culture. And the government's like, oh yeah, replace us. Just replace all the national people here. Right, but don't you dare fucking say the words great replacement, which I will. I've been saying on the show for years, John Tron may not have had all of his facts laid out right, but John Tron fundamentally was right in his statements. The great replacement is only conspiracy theory where somebody on the right or the non-conforming left mentions it. The politicians on the right and on the left will happily tell you it's real, just not in such pungent terms. 
the decoration followed a series of posts about... Oh, man, you guys got some weird names. Teosht Leo Vardakar. If there's a an Irish person listening to this who would be so kind to type that out in a way I could... You know, how it should sound, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Urging migrants to register to vote. A decision that was enacted in 2000... Ooh. Yeah. Again, great replacement. Migrants, illegal and legal, are an easily controllable group. The illegals, however, are a more easily controlled group. And they share no nationality. So when it comes to, let's say, hypothetically, we're 10 years down the road, there's a major conflict between the native residents of a country and the hordes of immigrants who have come in. And now those hordes of immigrants are now in, I don't know, let's say police rules. You're going to have a hard time getting somebody who's native to that country to pull the trigger on somebody protesting for the benefit of that country. There'll be some level of resistance, but when your military and your riot cops and your police force is made up of immigrants who have no loyalties to the country, no identity with the country, they're just there for the give-me-that's, basically. They'll shoot whoever they're told to shoot at for their next meal. I mean, third world leaders all the, all around the world can tell you that's a fact. It's what you do. I mean, hell, look what John McAfee did. It's basically I took over Belize. When you look at it, it's what you do. Kind of, he, was, he offered a bunch of money to people, pirates largely, who circled Belize to move onto the island of Belize. And they set up a gang. And they were only loyal to him because he was who fed them. Who gave them money. They didn't give a fuck about the Belize government or the Belize citizens. They muscled the fuck out of them. That's what's going to happen here in the U.S. Allegedly. Right? You have hordes, millions and millions of illegal immigrants flooding into our borders. And then they're going to have kids. Their kids are going to be loyal to their parents. Their parents are going to be loyal to the Democrat Party, who promises, hey, citizenship, if you keep voting for us. Only to never give them citizenship and just ensure that they're a under-the-table slave wage working class for their, you know, billion-dollar corporate buddies. I'm a capitalist. I just don't like slave labor. Because I, you can pay me to do that job. I'll do it for a good wage. Uh, the declaration followed a series of posts the other night. Quote, imagine a mega power nation allowing this absolute foolishness. McGregor, the notorious, wrote, a real showing of a lack of care they have for the common Irish citizen. Yeah, they don't care about you. They don't. And the nice thing is, you know, Connor, uh, at one point, man, Connor was like, yeah, the lockdowns are good. We, I, he praised the lockdowns. This is what a lot of people don't talk about, but he praised the lockdowns when they happened. But, like, halfway through that, she was like, mm. He was never, like, a Democrat type. Don't get me wrong. Conor McGregor's always been fairly based. But he was one of those, it makes sense to lock down for two weeks. Yeah. But after years of being lied to, years of being kicked around, he's probably tired of it. I mean, he's one of the main guys at the UFC, even though he hasn't had a back-to-back -back victory in, like, eight years. And his best of his fight... They seem like the best of Conor McGregor's fighting days might be behind him. And I say that as someone who's had to say it, man. Conor McGregor, Justin Cejudo... Like, these guys are fucking legendary. But, like, Cejudo ain't coming back. He's retired. He's gone forever. Conor McGregor... Man, he ain't fighting like he used to. I mean, he beat up... I got a bottle of proper 12 right over there. Right? 
he beat up like the last Conor McGregor fight I tuned in to watch was when he fought uh, Cowboy Cerrone, and Ducky, that's a senior citizen right there. Like you beating up Cerrone, he was doing more so for the Daily. He started to do work for the Daily Wire at that point. Cerrone wasn't a fighter. Anyway, on Thursday, riots broke out across Dublin after three children and a teacher were injured in a stabbing outside of school. Social media posts have linked the attack to an quote Algerian immigrant. But this has not been confirmed by Gardy and Irish National Police or Irish officials. That has since been updated. But again, this is a little bit of a catch-up article. There have been 34 arrests following a night of looting, arson, and clashes with police. In a statement, Gerarde, Commissioner Drew Harris, blamed the unrest on a lunatic hooligan faction driven by far-right ideology. Well, it's better to be far right than far fucking wrong and far fucking flung, ain't it? And again, that strategy never works out. You can say, oh, well, they're all a bunch of fucking right-wingers. It doesn't work. You want to know why? Because you have regular citizens who are being affected by this. Ones who read that article, that who will sit down, turn on their TV, watch the news. Oh, wow, honey, did you see that these far right people are rioting in Ireland? Yeah, Dublin, just a few minutes down the street from here. I don't, I don't know Irish cities. Uh, I got some family that hails out of Mayo. Now that fucking means anything to anyone, you know? I don't know. Never been to Mayo. Don't really know the family. Uh, it's some of my family when they came here to Ellis Island on like different side, my mom's side of the family. Um, mom's mom's side of the family came here. Whatever the fuck, got here. Went to Ellis Island. They just named them after where they came from. That's the only reason why I know Mayo. As a city in Ireland. So anyway, look. One day you're just some la-di-da folk in in, uh, in Mayo, Ireland. You're minding your own fucking business. You're happy. You're watching the news. You think to yourself, wow, these far-right people. Shame they're all riled up. wonder what they're mad about. A stabbing? That seems a bit harsh. Bit of an overreaction to a stabbing. Anyway, la-di-da-di-da. You go back about your day. You go to downtown Mayo. This is downtown Mayo. I don't know. Anyway, you go, to, you go there. You see riots. You're like, what's happening? And you're told, oh, yeah, a bunch of uh, these illegal immigrants came in, or these immigrants came in, and they just attacked a bunch of children, stabbed them, and the government told us not to be mad about it and basically forget it happened. Anybody who cares about their homeland and their country and their neighbors and their society would be like, oh. So wait, they came here. And they killed American they or they killed Irish citizens. Why? They were Irish, as far as we know. Seem to be the reason. And the and our government's protecting them. Oh yeah, and if you say anything, you're far right. That happens, folks. There are cities in America that have been on fire for seven years. And before those cities were on fire, there was people in those houses, in those apartments, in that city, watching the news, thinking. Wow, man, I can't believe it because it the, all like the when the Antifa and all that shit really started popping off at the first place, they were saying, these are right-wingers rioting. It turned out, now we know for a fact, no, that's Antifa. Antifa is a devoutly socialist, communist, Marxist type of, of wing. Yeah, I know, I said all three of them. They call themselves all three of them. But they were initially reported way back, like 10 years ago, as a, maybe they're a far-right group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the Proud Boys came along in like 2016, and then it's like, oh, no, that's the far right group. 
according to the media as well. But my point to say is, one day the normies open up the front door, and the truth is burning their fucking city down. You can call them any name you want to call them at that point. And then go from listening to telling you to shut the fuck up unless you can help them. And the people calling people right-wingers in this situation can't help them. So you're creating a narrative that's going to break itself. It happens here all the time. It happens in the States constantly. You'll have some blue-collar city that has just always been blue. You know, union whatever types. Union suck. If we're pussies, you don't want to actually work hard. But, you know, you have the union types who just go on about their merry fucking business. And then, all of a sudden, they don't see their neighbors that you see every every day. But they do notice that there is an increase in population in their city. And they start to see stores that uh, were there forever, gone. Oh, Ralph's Bakery. It's been there since the, the 50s. It's gone now. It's now, uh, it's now a little Mexican store. It's got a little, a little, little Spanish produce in there. That's nice. And all of a sudden, that spreads. All of a sudden, things that have been around forever are gone. And they're replaced by something foreign, from a foreign country. For foreign people that had nothing to do with your city. And then, crime rates start to spike suddenly. People start getting stabbed. People start getting robbed. Housing prices start to go down. Your block, your block gets busted, turned out, hoard out. The social resor- resources that your community had, that had held up for your specific community because it was designed to help your community, are now taxed and overburdened. And they fail. And the free houses shut down. Next thing you know, your nice, quiet little slice of America on the corner of this country is gone. Some third world ghetto. Hell, does they have to be a small city? Look at San Francisco. 60 years ago. The only thing you can really say about San Francisco is they're a little gay out there, aren't they? Ooh. Now they have poop maps to track where the human waste is all over the city. Illegal immigrants rape and murder. Set fire to buildings. Citizens flee to other states because they can't afford to live there or they're tired of being attacked and have their cars broken into every day. Yeah. No. Sorry. It's going to happen. Ireland's a few years behind America here. And if the people in Ireland don't start fighting now, you'll be where America is before you fucking know it. That's also the problems with shaping, with so many countries shaping themselves after America. You have places like Ireland, places that have been around forever compared to America. Way, way, way out-age out us. But as America grew... More and more countries started to follow America's lead instead of doing their own thing like they were supposed to, like they should have. And then when Amer- and they get to the point where when America has financial troubles, the whole world has financial cr- troubles because they're to the point where everybody attaches their dollar to our dollar instead of just letting their money be their thing. Isolationist, perhaps, but perhaps anchoring yourselves to a country that is so unstable. Or ache yourself to a country that's so new and calls itself an experiment might not be the best move to shape yourself culturally or economically after that. Unless you have like actual results. And for years, the results spoke for themselves, but now we're at this point where it's backfiring. Countries that built themselves off of America 
are collapsing. Falling to communism, socialism, world economic forum involvement, liberal world order, NATO, UN, all of it. It's a shame. It's really a shame. The Americafication. The Americafication of the world. It's a tragic thing to see, and I say that as an American who's usually a huge fan of traditional American output, culturally and philosophically speaking. That's another important thing to keep in mind here. These people have no philosophical ties to Ireland whatsoever. We're talking about a country that had an unspoken that had an unwritten constitution. Not only that, we're talking about a country that also had anarchy, like an actual form of anarchy with no ruling king or anything. For a very, 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 very long time. Without it failing. I also feel bad because a lot of Irish people get, like, the worst end of the deal. And if there's ever, like, a white group that can bitch about being, like, fucked over. It's the Irish. From colonization by the British. To having Christians from Ireland sold into slavery forced to work for the British army, forced to enlist, uh, the plague, or not the plague, but like the potato famine, the barren, all that, it's rough. They are pretty damn bad. With Brexit, I, I genuinely think, think they're looking up, but with Brexit, you also have to like, the most patriotic citizens in Ireland have to stand up and be like, look, we're done. We're out. We broke free. Why are we still doing it the way they do? It doesn't work. This globalist control bullshit doesn't work. 34 arrests following a night of looting. Far right ideology. The school attack follows the conviction of Josef Polska, a Slavic national who was sentenced to life in prison on November 17th for murdering Ashley Murphy. The teacher was stabbed five times while jogging along a canal near her home in Tullamore, Ireland, in January of 2022. Committing or commenting on the school stabbings, McGregor told his 10.2 million ex-followers that action is needed to stamp out these more frequent events. Yeah, and it's uh, not a bad place to start by demanding the right to bear arms again. It might be important. Innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national. He said, quote, There is a grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. Telling followers, You reap what you sow. The 35-year-old demanded Irish officials announce a plan of action to fix the situation immediately. Alongside a photograph of... Of a riot in Dublin, McGregor wrote, quote, What would our Irish leaders pass Irish leaders pass say on the situation we face today? God bless the God bless Ireland. Yeah, reminds me of a lot of DC just a couple of years ago. It was a really wild time. And you know, at least with this, a little devil's advocate here. Where I'm sitting, I watch my country get in set on fire. Because a junkie died of a fucking overdose. And Marxists and communists use that as an excuse to try and start a fucking revolution. 
at least with what's going on in Ireland, they're citizens fighting for their country. Not on behalf of some false narrative or because of some outward force. No, no. These are hard patriot Irish people who watch their fellow countrymen get fucking killed and are standing up to it. This isn't some TikTok-inspired Marxist or George Soros-funded uprising. This is an actual, wow, we just saw our government fail and children get harmed. And we watched their teachers get harmed. The rapes and the, the stabbings have gone through the roof. Our government is treating the, 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 non, the non-Irish better than the Irish. We can't have this. So it's nice, I can say this, I'm at least sympathetic towards this i get it and here's the thing when it comes to things like this when it comes to trying to replace a native population with a foreign population there's going to be friction i'm surprised it's taken this long for more western countries to start fighting back am i condoning it i don't condone when anyone gets killed i don't condone any type of violence doesn't mean i don't fucking get it there's a big difference and i know people don't want to act like like, like there's a difference but there is I completely understand where this is coming from. I fear it happening here. And when it does happen here, I get it. I completely understand why it happened here. I completely understand why I completely understand why it happened in Ireland. You have people being replaced. You have politicians replacing them with a new group of voters who are easily controlled and subverted. Hopefully and here's the thing, right? There's like a global code. You don't fuck with the Irish. There's a certain point where we figure that out as a population around the world. The Irish are rowdy. They're tough. They're strong people. They're hardy fucking people. Especially the ones who stayed, right? The ones who stayed in Ireland through all the bad shit in its history and their descendants today, those are real hard motherfuckers. The ones who came here, a bunch of plastic fucking patties that jumped when the going got hard. That some Irish people said, yeah, about time someone said it. But yeah, no, it's completely true. With the potato famine, all that shit, a lot of Irish people bounced as soon as it got hard and abandoned their homeland. I don't respect that. No, not at all. I don't like that. I don't respect it. Now, going down with the ship, I can respect that. Right here. What would Daniel O'Connell say, I wonder? What would our Irish leaders past say on the situation we face today? God bless Ireland. Yeah. The mixed martial artist remarks have divided opinions online, with some users slamming McGregor for fanning the flames. Boom. Quote, interesting how Dublin riots somehow started after the notorious MMA said Ireland is at war, said Fahim. Well, Fahim's a disingenuous asshole, ain't he? But again, hey, look, people said Trump, uh, Trump, uh, you know, instigated uh, insurrection at the Capitol. Even though he wasn't even halfway done talking by the time the first people breached the building. Seems to be how it goes, right? Even if you have definitive proof with videos and reports on the ground. Well, Conor McGregor started this. This thing that was going on hours before he said anything. It's his fault. Okay, bud. Conor McGregor saying Ireland is at war and saying it as if there's, uh, as if he's there with the rioting morons, wrote Craig Sapphire. Quote, 
all the while just sat on his ass doing fuck all about it. And they're all just lapping it up. Yeah, well, here's the thing, you fucking dumbass. You cheer on these policies. You bash the people saying it for Ireland. And then when it's your wife getting assaulted or your daughter getting assaulted or your son getting stabbed and robbed or you getting carjacked and robbed. Hey, we see it all the time. The president of the United States granddaughter went to Washington, D.C. the other day and got carjacked. No one knows who did it. They were never caught. In Washington, D.C., one of the most cameraed and monitored places on the planet. False flag, I don't give a fuck what you want to say. My point is, you can talk all that shit you want. And by the way, you're a man, your last name is Sapphire? That's faggy as fuck, you cocksucker. But, that's a gay fucking name, dog. Your, your parents hate you. Your, your dad wishes he pulled out and your mom wishes she wore you instead of having you in her. But... When it's your ass getting carjacked and ripped out of the street by somebody who doesn't understand what you're saying because you're yelling, Mate! Oi, 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 I'm on your side! Whoa, 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 I'm on your side! They're going to say, Paul K? K? Sadese? Use? And they're just going to beat you up and rape your wife. Kill your daughter. Kill your son. Take your car. Drive off. And then the very politicians you just suck the cock of and lick the boot of are going to say... Well, it's a shame you're such a privileged reporter. You know, you just have this status, Mr. Sapphire. You know, you just had this this prowess, these gifts, these, these these benefits of being an Irish citizen. Clearly, this person needed it more than you. You shouldn't have said anything. You should have just kept cheering it on. Shame, shame. It's your fault. And you're going to lay there and bleed out on the fucking street. And you're going to wish someone like Conor McGregor walked up to you and said, Hey, what's happening to you is wrong. And someone should defend you because you're being mistreated. You won't be shitting yourself and angry and upset then. You'll be grateful. But right now, you sit in your little cozy AC room with your fucking TV, your breakfast in bed, your quiet little town, your fat fucking paycheck. That's all la di da di da until the one day it's not. And by then, my sympathy will be gone. It'll be your fault. For letting things get so bad, it affected you. But here you were, shaming people for staying up for their home. Hey, I'm an American. I look around every day and I see the West collapsing. I think it's getting better. I think we're winning. But that doesn't mean I didn't spend the last seven years, roughly, watching the West cave in. Ireland was one of the few holds out, it seemed. But now here we are at this impasse. Ireland, Western man of Ireland, what will you do? What are your options? Weigh them carefully. I don't encourage any particular action. I don't encourage any violence. But I think you have the right to defend yourself. It's not a right given to us by our government. It is a God-given right, which is what calls Americans to fight tyrants, foreign and domestic. If you would threaten our freedom, we will fight you. Because the government here in America does not give us our rights. As the documents say, it is God who gave us our rights. And those rights aren't just American. They're Irish rights too. Whether you have a document saying it or not, you inherently have the right to self-defense. You have the right to conserve your home. You have the right to fight for your nation's identity, philosophy, culture, and heritage. And you have the right to fight to not be replaced. 
It's your home. Your ancestors built that land. Your ancestors withstood toil, pain, and hardship that you will never be able to conceive or even faintly fucking fathom. What will you do now? It's your turn to fight for your country. Do you run for office, perhaps? Do you ride in the streets and flip a car over and kill a cop? Do you ride in the streets, not kill anybody, just flip cop cars over? Smash windows? Do you peacefully picket do silence? Do you shame people for not defending rapists of diverse backgrounds? And have a faggy fucking name like Craig Sapphire? Seriously? Like, you sound like a gay porn star. You sound like you're about to get fucked up the ass by Screech. From Brazzers, Craig Sapphire, and Johnny Sins. Seriously. With a name like Craig Sapphire, I can only assume you like your prostate getting rammed and hit harder with a dude's dick than Conor McGregor's face got smashed in by Khabib. Oh, yeah. Khabib's dope. I thought he was kind of boring as a fighter. I mean, if you already know, they're, they're going to win. Is there any fun in it? You know? Anyway, tomorrow, quote, tomorrow, the city and hardworking men and women will clean it up. Agreed Zed Mopoli. Zed Monopoly. While Conor McGregor is in his mansion, I bet he's even tweeting from Dubai. And, yeah, he's a fighter. He travels around the world, and guess what? He has a bigger platform than you. See, here's the thing. When you have a big enough platform, you don't really need to do much other than just talk. All the hard work you did to build that platform speaks for itself when all you do is tweet, and people think you started a fucking massive countrywide riot. No. And I don't think Dublin's countrywide. But I have no qualms in saying that this is not done. The Irish have tripled down since the fucking time being. Like, the Irish are like, no, fuck you. We're not backing off and we're not backing down. This is our home. Fuck you. And I love, love, love you all for telling globalists to go fuck themselves. Again, I'm not condoning any riots or any violence, but I get it. It's understandable. It's sort of like when that George Lucas-looking guy shot those eco-protesters, or disruptors, I should call them, down in uh, the Panama Canal. It's not great that he shot and killed those people who were sitting on a road. But at the same time, how many years of us watching these assholes sit in roads? Did we wonder how long it would be until we saw them get hit by cars or shot or beating the fuck up. We, we see videos of getting dragged out the street and beat up. But the guy shooting them up, well, that was always just a, a matter of time away. And it happened. There it was. He's tweeting from GB. Yeah, well, he's a fighter. He fights in Dubai. If that's where his paycheck comes from, guess what? He's at work. You have never tweeted from the toilet at work before, jackass? Incitement wandered Jamas quote no idea of the legal test for causation but enough people seem to be mad nowadays others other praise McGregor with Chris Hansen writing Chris Hansen wow I stand with the notorious Chris Hansen telling uh, telling uh, Craig Sapphire to have a seat Ireland is at war and under attack said Earl Joseph Mass deportations are needed. Stat agreed. Dublin city is retrib- Dublin city is retribution. 
commented Audrey Roberts. Quote, the Irish government waged war on its indigenous people and culture. Absolutely, said Tim Beals. It has brought in an army of thugs, rapists, murderers, and terrorists. Yep. The Irish people will never comply, nor will we be defeated. This isn't the first time McGregor has criticized the Irish government's immigration policy. After the news of Puska's conviction broke, he blasted politicians for harboring foreign nationals. Quote, This is your fault. We've had enough. I don't have a good accent. He wrote on X, quote, despicable system. The Irish government makes me ashamed to be. Wow. Wow. See, that's interesting. I've never been ashamed to be American. I've been ashamed of world leaders from America. I've been ashamed of politicians. I have never once been ashamed of this country. I'm extremely proud to be an American. I will fight and die for this country. Now, I won't enlist and fight and die in some corrupt war funded to exclusively benefit some politician and his family. But if like a 9-11 event did happen and all things looked officially like America was attacked, I'm pretty confident I would rush to enlist. If not for anything else, just to get my anger out. And Conor McGregor is somebody who drapes themselves in the American flag. I got one, two, three, four. I got five flags in my room. All of which are American flags of some variety. Gadsden, different types of the actual American flag, Betsy Ross, American Colonies, and the current version of it, plus the Free State California flag, all in my bedroom. So, making Conor McGregor ashamed to be Irish. That is a, a sad, sad accomplishment. In 2017, McGregor was accused of racism after trying boxer Floyd Mayweather ahead of their August 2016 or their August 26th boxing match. McGregor told the 46-year-old to, quote, dance for me, boy, at a promotion event in Los Angeles before urging the crowd to yell obscenities at Mayweather and his wife. And ch- okay, look. Look, 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 shut up. Boy isn't just a racial thing. I have old dudes of all variety have called me a boy over, over my life, at different ages in my life. I've had old black guys call me a boy. I've had old white guys call me a boy. I've had old white women and black women and women of all variety, of elder people of all variety, call me boy, son. It's all about the tonality, term of endearment. And with that one, it's shit talking. It's shit talking. He wasn't calling him a boy as in pick cotton boy. No, no, he's calling him a boy as in you're a little man. You're a little child and I'm a grown man. I'm about to fuck you up. Boy, child, baby ass, baby bitch. It's all the same kind of thing. It's just shit talking minimalizing, reductioning, taking Mayweather down to size. That's really the only way you can get in Mayweather's head is if you can criticize his manhood. He's notorious He's notorious for being hard to get in the head of. But I will say, I watched, I remember where I was when that fight happened. I was working at a restaurant and I had the fight going. That fucking ref needed to fuck off. That fight could have lasted a couple more rounds. I don't know if McGregor would have won, but that ref was just playing babysitter for, for Mayweather that whole fight. Ridiculous. Uh, McGregor called the racism allegations fucking ridiculous, claiming that his comments didn't hit right. Yeah, yeah, no, they did. It's just, again, uh, you know, America was, like, steeped into the culture war at 2016. Like, we're real hard into it where everything is racist. So if you look up X and Y is racist, you'll find it in an article from an American writer all about how hair ties are fucking racist. So, no, your comments hit fine. It's just everyone's looking to be offended. 
Uh, however, Mayweather disagreed. Tell- yeah, well, he's a professional victim. Reporters at a fan meet in Los Angeles or in London. He's totally disrespected black women. He called, bitch, Mayweather. Really, my man. Hey, brother, rap with me real quick. Boy, you have bitches in, like, bikinis and shit. And not only that, married with kids, dog. You still got these booty bitches everywhere, bruh, dog. And even if you weren't, even if you didn't have kids and all that shit, you still be walking around with these OnlyFans bitches. You really want to talk about disrespecting black women? Dog, you out here taking, fucking partying around with black chicks who sell their pussy to white dudes for a hundred bucks a pop, ten bucks a load. And you're over here talking about, oh, well, you know, he's disrespected black women. Dog, you ain't putting any black women through college. You ain't putting anybody in black America through any improvements. Dog, you sit up there with your thumb up your ass, big money Mayweather. Debating whether or not you actually fight Jake Paul or not. Dog, shut the fuck up. Disrespecting black people. Motherfucker, you're disrespecting the black people yourself. The only reason why people even cheer you on is because you are an impressive fighter. Were an impressive fighter. I mean, you beat my ass, man, but that ain't even that impressive. You're a trained fighter. Even at your most... That's like saying Usain Bolt would beat me in a race. Dog, even if I was... Even if I was, like, the best high school athlete in America, his ass would beat me in a fucking foot race. Why don't you, uh, step into, like, an MMA ring and, like, talk shit? No, no, but you'll talk shit in all the boxing rings. Why? Because, you know, you ain't gonna get put in a fucking wrestling chokehold in a fucking boxing match, Mayweather. You ain't got the balls to go to the MMA, you fucking whiny-ass little bitch. Can you tell I'm not a big Mayweather fan? I'm just... Nah, overhyped. However, Mayweather dis- uh, disagreed, telling reporters uh, he's called black people monkeys, and he was disrespectful to my 13-year-old daughter. There's certain levels you don't uh, stoop to or across. Look, hey, if he should talk to your child, hey, that sucks. You should leave the kids out of it, man, but... Uh, hey, Mayweather, how many times have you called fellow black people nigga or nigger? I'm just curious. Has it been a lot? And have you done it in angry tones? Interesting. The hypocrisy there, right? Because, like, look, 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 Mayweather's type of dude in the same breath be like, well, the white man gave us the name nigga as a derogatory term and we shouldn't use it. But then turn around, hey, what's poppin', my nigga? Are you stupid, nigger? Like, bro, shut up. Shut the fuck up. You have no grounding here. You're retarded, and it was 2016, 2017. Victim card made you money. You say some stupid shit in some foreign country that doesn't really give that much of a fuck about it. It doesn't do much, but when you get back home, your manager's paying you on the back, you're in all the articles. I mean, look what happened to Bubba Smollett with the, with the uh, NASCAR shit. It was a pull rope for a garage door, and they did a whole federal investigation, and they made an HBO documentary all about a garage pull rope that he claimed was a noose when, no, it wasn't. It was literally just... Wait, let's go ahead, huh? I'm just saying, that's hey, why have you not condemned? Why have you not condemned the terrorists? Why have you not condemned the terrorists? What about the illegal aliens? 
Yeah. And then you all fucking kids have to do it for you. You don't yeah. care about the people. Get that piece again. Is that traitors? Is that traitors? Sellouts. Ah, look now. Come on now. Two, four, six guards. Six guards, guys. Come on, six guards. For a peaceful protest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing any harm. Where, where are they when people are getting attacked? Where are they when people are getting attacked? Where are people getting attacked? No one else. You don't give a shit about the Irish. Let's come back anti-Irish. They're bound down to... They're bound down to fucking... All of us. We're all over the world. There's 35 million fucking Irish passports in the we don't we well, there you go then. Talk about how they're going after the memes. So Nate Nate Hockman tweets the hate speech law that Ireland is preparing to pass is arguably the most radical legislation of its kind we've seen in the West. It criminalizes the mere possession of materials that quote are likely to incite violence or hatred. Books, videos, or even memes on your phone. Look at this. This is amazing. Offense of preparing or possessing material likely to incite violence or hatred against persons on account of their protected characteristics. They say, let's see, a subject, a subject, blah, 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 person shall be guilty, prepares or possesses material that is likely to incite violence or hatred against a person or group or person or, uh, uh, on account of their protected char characteristics or any of those characteristics with a view to the material being communicated to the public or a section of the public, whether by himself or himself, blah, 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 prepares or possesses such material with intent to incite violence. We get it. We get it. You get it. Being reckless as to whether such violence or hatred is, is thereby incited. Yes, they're basically saying memes. If you uh, theoretically... If you have Netflix on your phone, I'm sorry, Dave Chappelle made race, racial jokes. And for that, you're under arrest. I mean, this is it. This is the, the, I, like part of me is actually excited for this. I'll be honest. 
because the line can only go so far until it goes off the edge. And then there's no line anymore. So they keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and then it's gone. And everyone's just standing around like, okay, there's no rules anymore. For instance, like this, for, uh, for instance, basically is saying, if you have on your phone a video of Dave Chappelle doing his, his, his stand-up routine where he makes fun of Chinese people, well, that's it. You're going to jail. Mm -hmm. But this is Netflix. This is like mainstream, international, top-tier comedy. Not doesn't matter. I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come, and then you will be the one swallowed up. I also have to ask the people, end your silence. Speak up. For God's sake, stop complying. Start rebelling. They're out to get you if you do not resist. Can you please vacate the building. And your social worker will call you tomorrow. They will call you tomorrow, tomorrow. because there's nobody here to help you this evening. But you are here. We're not social workers. Can you not smoke? No, I we don't, don't smoke. smoke. Give me money. The shop is up there. We've no money either. We don't get paid till Friday. Give me cash. We've no money till Friday. We don't get paid here. There's no cash here. What do you have? Nothing. You have nothing. We have nothing. Yeah, you get nothing from me. I'm going to fucking come and beg you to yes. anything Yeah, yeah. If you beg anything, I'll kill you. Go and leave the building, please. Yeah, don't beg shit from me. Yeah. My money is not for you. Yeah. The social worker will bring you tomorrow. It's not for it's not for good people like you. Yeah. Go and call your stupid son to come and fight for you yourself. The son, the son that can't fight. Yeah. Now he's calling me. I'm gonna fuck him up on the phone. Yeah. Bitch, you wanted to ask? This is good now. What are you saying, bitch? Please say it, girl. What's the? They can't. He's not trying to get something. What's it, what's it, what's it? No, okay. I'm making a key. No, okay. I'm making a show. Elon Musk warns against Irish government's hate speech laws that would criminalize cr criminalize memes. Yeah, this is anything new. Here in the West, Joe Biden just announced uh, his plans for a equity internet app or an e equity internet plan. Every few years, you hear about this Article Nine, whatever. There's always every few years, usually once every other election cycle, there is some war for the internet and control of free speech on the internet. This seems like part of the newest incarnation of that struggle, but yeah. The EU, and parts of it, or not EU, uh, would formerly be the UK, right? Ireland left. Now, doesn't mean they don't want control over your phone and... Oh, God damn it. I've been trying to update the computer a little bit here and there, clearing out the main hard drive and whatnot, but... It's worth keeping in mind, there's also another thing as a fucking hate crime. What specifies a hate crime? It's always, 
Well, you did it with hatred in your heart towards a specific group. Mmm. Why isn't it just a crime? I feel like the only person behind hate speech laws is just so they can attribute some sort of uh, make-believe fiction to you. Oh, well, you know, you burned a cross on a black guy's lawn. Well, that's not just arson. That's arson and racism. That's an 80-year sentence. You get the idea. Whereas, instead of just an arson charge, which also has a pretty hefty punishment behind it. No, no, you add on the, the hate crime little addition just so you can get an extra level of punishment for it. it it's bullshit. It's just like hate speech. There's no such thing. It's just speech that you hate. You just don't like it. it doesn't mean it's hate speech. Language being proposed as a law in Ireland means this could literally happen to you for having memes on your phone. Yeah, now let's get into it by Libby Emmons. A stabbing attack against women and children allegedly committed by an Algerian immigrant in Ireland has led the Prime Minister of that nation, Leo Vardkar, to, it doesn't even sound Irish, right? To promise to enact new laws against hate speech. In response, Elon Musk shared a GIF of an arrest saying, quote, language being proposed as laws in Ireland means this could literally happen to you for having memes on your phone. Yep, so, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Right here, up over here. There you go. Something has gone horribly wrong in Ireland. It used to be a normal country, and it can still be great again. Right here's a little comic. Sire, the kingdom is being invaded. Arrest this man for hate speech. It's <laughs> basically, uh, basically how it goes. There is a lot of good comments in here. Trans women are men. Truth, absolute truth. As an Irishman, I am not going back. All right, continuing on. Quote, We will pass new laws in the coming weeks to enable the Garadai police to make better use of CCTV evidence they, uh, they collected yesterday. And also, we will modernize our laws against incitement to hatred and hatred in general. Your emotions are now a thought crime, peasant. Says the Irish government. Again, this is also that was proposed here like eight years ago, but fell flat. Now in Ireland, ah, you guys, you guys are fighting for your rights now in the country you want. They're gonna win. I hate to break it to you. If it wasn't for the specific constitution we got in the U.S., we would be a commie fuckhole a long time ago. You're getting there though. But we're also pulling back from it. Uh, hatred and hatred in general. Vardkar said one day after the stabbing and the riot that followed, quote, I think it's now very obvious to anyone who might have doubted us for our incitement to hatred legislation is just not up to date. It's not up to date for, social, for the social media age. We need that legislation... Though, uh, through within a matter of weeks, Vartkar said. 
Uh, the hate speech laws that Ireland is preparing to pass is arguably the most radical legislation of its kind we've ever seen in the West. It criminalizes the mere possession of materials that are, quote, likely to incite violence or hatred, books, videos, or even memes on your phone. Down here. Let's see what this video is real quick. In addition to that, I think it's now very obvious to anyone who might have doubted it um, that our incitement hatred legislation is just not up to date. It's not up to date for the social media age. Uh, and we need that legislation through, and we need it through within a matter of weeks, um, because it's not just the platforms who have a responsibility here, and they do. Uh, there's also the individuals uh, who post messages and images online uh, that stir up hatred and violence. How dare you think uh, we freely. need to be able to use laws to go after them individually as well. Why don't you take responsibility for your weak fucking borders and inability to deport terrorists? It's just too hard. Those legal changes proposed in 2022 would, quote, create new laws to deal with hate crimes, expand the protected characteristics to include gender, including gender identity and expression. There's only male and female and like an insignificant percentage of like intersex, which is like 0.02, maybe. Sorry, not enough to warrant laws. Um, and disability, and quote, make it an offense to deny or trivialize genocide. Ooh, well, hey, the same as voters. What was that House House Bill? Uh, God, there's something about that one he signed in Tel Aviv, where it's illegal to to make fun of memes or downplay holocausts and genocides. Uh, can't think of it. <laughs> um. And trivialize the genocide. Well, Irish government, I would argue the slow methodical replacement and allowing the murder of the native Irish population to replace them with these dirty, unwashed vagabonds from various collapsed, failed second and third world countries might also be a genocide of your native population. Hey, what do I know? The proposed change would define a hate crime in very broad terms, of course. So they go after you the they go after the most amount of people with the least amount of justifications. A hate crime, the law reads, is any criminal offense which is perceived by the victim or any other person to have been motivated by prejudice based on a person's age, disability, race, color, nationality, ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, or gender. Puh. What are the laws on the genderbred man and the gender unicorn? Do you have any laws on those yet, Ireland? Seems like you'd have laws on those kind of things. Uh, this law would replace the Prohibition of Incitement to Hatred Act of 1989. Vardkar's comments come after the stabbing were timely and directed against the Irish citizens who rejected, who reject mass migration and advocate for Irish culture. Sounds like good people to me. One of those individuals was UFC legend, or champion as this article puts it, Conor McGregor, who took a stand after the revelation that the suspect in the stabbings was an Algerian immigrant. The suspect was on the list to be deported in 2008, but those orders were rescinded, and he was able to gain an Irish passport. 
McGregor made posts on social media advocating against the mass migration to Ireland. Those posts are now being investigated by police as part of an inquiry into the dissemination of online hate speech. McGregor said that if leadership wasn't prepared to act to create change, he would so him he would do so himself. He said, "Well, he did not condone rioting, theft, or looting. He did understand the frustrations." really hard not to i do understand frustrations however and i do understand a move must be made to ensure the change we need is ushered in and fast i am in the process of arranging believe me i am way more tactical and i have backing there will be change in ireland mark my words mcgregor said speaking of which Police launch hate speech investigation into Conor McGregor after he condemned stabbing of school children. How dare he? How dare you? And then, of course, they chose, like, this really bad picture of Conor. Like, he looks like Karen just took the kids, you know? By Joseph Mackinnon. Irish police have launched an investigation into former two-division UFC champion Conor McGregor after he expressed outrage over the vicious November 23rd stabbings of three young children and their caregiver outside a primary school in Dublin. According to the Sunday Times, Assistant Garda Commissioner Justin Kelly is leading an Irish police investigation into whether McGregor has disseminated online hate speech. What's the background? Two little girls aged five and six, a five-year-old boy, and the children's caregiver, a woman in her 30s, were stabbed by a suspect allegedly of Algerian origin outside of Dublin. Allegedly only a formality at this point. Primary school, uh, Gaelskly, Gaelskul? Uh, Colestine Miri? Uh, okay, I don't... Irish words are weird to me. Around 1.30 p.m. on Thursday. Eyewitness Siobian Kearney told the Irish Times that she heard screaming and spotted a guy with a stabbing motion across the road. Quote, so I look, so I took across the road and there was a fella there. And they pulled the guy off the children. There was a good few kids, said Kearney. Uh, Chow Benico, a courier and father of two who happened to be monitoring, uh, motoring through the area on a moped at the time, noticed the attack underway, dismounted and cracked the suspect over the head with his motorcycle helmet. Based. See, now I worry about this guy. Only for one reason. He's going to be targeted. The Irish government's going to come after him for being a good citizen. You can't be a good Samaritan in communist countries. That's, uh, that's how you get killed. The 50-year-old suspect, whom Blaze News previously reported, was arrested and deemed a person of interest by police reportedly, was left injured after a passerby intervened. I.e., he got his head caved in by a fucking helmet. Based. According to the Times, the suspect arrived in Ireland in 2003. Demanding asylum, his... Application was rejected, and officials ordered his deportation, but he successfully challenged his removal and won residency rights. The suspect was arrested for possession of a knife last May. Uh, so, the people who let him stay in the country, you helped kill this child. These kids, their blood are on your fucking hands. 
Irish customs agencies. The five-year-old, or sorry, Sarge, uh, Superintendent Liam Geerty claimed Thursday that investigators were, quote, satisfied there is no terror, uh, terrorist link reported the Guardian. What a rag, by the way. The five-year-old girl, uh, the five-year-old girl, the attacker repeatedly stabbed in the chest is still was still fighting for her life in hospital with catastrophic injuries as of Saturday. Reported the independent, the six-year-old female victim remains in hospital, but is said to have suffered less serious injuries. The boy, age five, was released from the hospital late last week. The care the caregiver said to have used her body to shield the children during the savage attack was repeat was reportedly still in serious condition over the weekend receiving treatment for multiple stab wounds in her abdomen and chest at matter hospital the fighting irish the attack sparked outrage across the emerald isle in dublin rioters sparred with police and set numerous vehicles ablaze including a bus and a tram Amidst the riots, Police Commissioner Drew Harris described the hooligans as a, quote, complete lunatic faction driven by far-right ideology, cuck cop initiated. Irish uh, Justice Minister Helen McKitty said that, quote, the scenes we witnessed this evening in our city center cannot and will not be tolerated. A thuggish and, really, manipulative element must not be allowed to use appalling tragedies to recap. I would argue that the appalling tragedy of the children being attacked is arguably the thing that shouldn't be tolerated, uh, as opposed to people, you know, demonstrating and standing up against children murder. It's kind of a thought here. But again, it's easier to blame other people and create a whole scene where you go after one high-profile guy as opposed to fixing your fucking problems yourself no 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 it's easier to do this you know deflect and hide bikini stressed that police would uh scour around six thousand of the surveillance footage in the hopes of identifying more outraged irishmen to arrest 48 arrests have been made as of sunday irish president michael higgins expressed sympathy for the injured children and condemned the use of the and uh, sorry, condemned the use of the attack by groups with an agenda that attacks the principle of social inclusion. Again, there is no principle of social inclusion. There's not. You are for your people. You are for your country. You are for your countrymen and what it stands for. Uh, immigrants, outsiders, all that shit takes second stage to the people who are native to the area. Because people who are native are the identity of that country. The identity, may I remind you, that drew the people from their countries to Ireland. Just like how America's culture is what drew people here from all around the world to America. And now, we're seeing people maliciously start malutating uh, the American identity to fit the shitholes they left to come here. So we gotta stand up against and say no. If your country's so good... Go the fuck back, and here's a ban for ever coming back to our country. That's what you need to do. Fighting words. McGregor did not mince words. When responding online to news of the attacks on Thursday, but made clear he did not support the riots. 
quote, innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. He wrote just hours after the attacks. There's great, quote, there is grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. And there have been zero, a there has been zero action due, done to support the public in any way, shape, or form, which is fright, which is a frightening fact. Kind of uh, continued McGregor, quote, make change or make way Ireland for victory. God bless though, uh, those attacked today, we pray. Absolutely horrific scenes all day. My stomach is churning with no action being taken at all during these ever more frequent events. Like literally zero action taken whatsoever. How do we expect an end to this? The fighter tweeted in an, uh, in another instance to his 10.3 million followers, quote, we need reform, we need action. His coach, John Kavanaugh, later posted the question to Onyx, quote, so what should happen with this demented scumbag who attacked women and kids today? Margarita wrote back, torture and death. Based and agree. Following. The Thursday night riots. The fighter made clear he did not condone any attacks on our first responders in their line of duty or the quote looting and the damaging of the shops. The Sunday Times reported uh, reported that McKeel Martin, Irish Deputy Prime Minister, called McGregor's remarks quote disgraceful. Isolated voices like that and voice isolated voices. You think Cal McGregor's an isolated voice, buddy? Leave the aisle sometime. See how small you are in comparison to the rest of the world. And then see how big McGregor is around the world. Towers over you. Isolated voices like that and the voices that uh, essentially are inciting hate and some degree of incitement are unacceptable. You're just a soft pussy. Any strong words from a masculine man and you're fucking, you're, you're wounded. This sounds a lot of that toxic masculinity bullshit. McGregor responded, quote, Blame anyone but themselves. Typical worthless you are, Michael. Worthless and spineless. I think that Ireland has more in relation to the government retaining stuff by doing what you sow. Are you concerned about comments like that from him? And can I just ask you for your reaction to it? Well, there's been many comments I've, I've watched online of that type, which are absolutely uh, disgraceful. Uh, and... Uh, we have a parliamentary democracy. Uh, we value that. The Irish people do as well. Uh, and isolated voices like that and voices that are in, that essentially are uh, inciting hate and, 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 and um, a degree of, of, um, of, of to, some, to some extent, incitement, I think is unacceptable. All right. Irish Labour Party politician... Adohan O'Riordan, no idea, told the Irish Sun, quote, You have shock jock people online whipping it up. Uh, whipping it up, and you have online platforms purporting to be mainstream media outlets whipping it up. Conor McGregor whipping it up. <laughs> Watch me whip, 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 the fuck? It's really weird. I just think of that meme where it's like, whip it in the kitchen. Whip it, whip it, whip it. But Conor McGregor actually gets involved in politics, he will certainly be whipping the fuck out of you assholes, hopefully. I mean, in only a political context, of course, you know. God forbid he goes in there like Jesus from the temple, starts flipping tables and cracking whips. 
No, that would be nice. That would be nice. Hey, cleanse the temple, Connor. Cleanse the fucking temple. Uh, uh, Royden added, quote, They all have to, I think, account for their actions and for their words. And terrible politicians have to face their terrible choices and their terrible policies. The Telegraph indicated that leftist politicians and Prime Minister Leo Vodegaard would not comment directly on McGregor's remarks, but stress that the new hate speech laws should be implemented. Although the timing of the investigation suggests McGregor's most recent comments are at issue, the mixed martial artist, mi mixed martial arts star, has also ruffled leftist feathers in recent weeks with his criticism online of unchecked immigration and Irish politicians' various failings. Yep. And I think I'm actually going to wrap this article up here. I got a couple more coming out, and I will talk to you guys shortly. Oh, yeah. That's it over there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Shit, man. I knew it was. It's just to say no, no more to these plantation centres. This is about the plantation of Ireland uh, taking place and uh, nothing else, guys. It's nothing to do with compassion for refugees. Mary Lou, when I met you years ago in the Gresham Hotel, I did so believing that you had Irish people in your heart and that you had Ireland in your heart. And when I joined Sinn Féin, the reason was because it was one of the few political parties that were talking about looking after the Irish and the importance of being Irish. But I discovered pretty soon that all of the politicians and all of the parties were singing from the same hymn sheet, that globalism was the way the future was and that cultures and traditions could be sacrificed for finance and over the years as I've watched all the small towns in Ireland lose their, their heart really the, the center of their, their, their world was the, the high street where you'd have shops you'd have a baker you'd have a butcher you'd have a you know you could go to the doctor everybody that was the community and Mary Lou you stood by and watched Aldi and Lidl come in and put supermarkets on every roundabout in Ireland 
while our own farmers and our own shops couldn't afford to keep up with their pricing. And slowly, bit by bit, they, they went out of business. And those, those towns now, those, those communities are gone. They're decimated. And the policies which have made that happen, Mary Lou, were done under your watch. And in the last few years, you know, every time there's a tragedy, we get the usual hand-wringing hand and the usual platitudes and empty words about the tragedy that's unfolded and how our thoughts are with the families. And it, it, it just rings more and more hollow all the time, Mary Lou. And we're now in a situation where, you know, after an immense tragedy that took place recently, and funny enough, I'm not sure why the government buildings are surrounded with barriers, and I've never seen so many policemen in my life outside the government building. And I'm just wondering, what, what, what are the government so afraid of? You know, the government shouldn't be afraid of the people. And the people certainly shouldn't be afraid of the government. But what's happened is, Mary Lou, you've stood by and you've watched this shift into... I'm not even sure what the... There's a big word for it, but to me it's just dumbing people, dumbing them. Dictating to them what they should say and what they should think and what they shouldn't say and what they shouldn't think. And, and, and arguing that their beliefs as individuals about what's the difference between a man and a woman should somehow become politicised. And therefore, if you don't go along with the government dictate, there's something wrong with you. I don't know, Mary Lou, I just think this, that Irish people are incredibly tolerant and incredibly welcoming, as they have been all of my life. And slowly, bit by bit, I can see that trust being eradicated by all of the politicians standing around with their hands in their pockets while Europe dictates how many refugees we take, fine us for the refugees we don't take. And the problem is, Mary Lou, that has a direct effect on me and many, many people who live in Ireland who came here for, for, for a good life to raise their kids and to look after their children and to be able to send them to school safely. And there's much talk about, you know, new arrivals and refugees and asylum seekers. But actually at the heart of it, Mary Lou, is you and your colleagues just standing by while this massive shift, massive shift in Irish culture is, on, is being undertaken and nothing said. Not, not even to the people, the honesty, the, the, the respect people would have if the politicians would just own up and say, we have to take millions more people to Ireland because our bosses dictated. The big companies who fund the unelected officials in Brussels who dictate policy for Ireland and for all European countries, they must be pleased at all costs. And to hell with the cost to Irish customs and traditions. So there's many people in this country, Mary Lou, and they're not, they're, they, they weren't necessarily born here, but they have a love of the country and they have respect and gratitude of the country. And they want to feel safe here. They want to belong. But as long as these politics are played by calling... You know, one one minute they're refugees, then we've got asylum seekers, then they're benefit tourists, then they're, they're, they're from war-torn countries where there's no wars actually going on. Why don't you just own up and fess up, Mary Lou? This is your taking the instructions to bring all of these people. And that's not the problem. That's, that, that's a separate conversation. The real problem is the fact that the European Union will not allow Ireland to vet who's coming to the country. How, Mary Lou, is that not a recipe for disaster? You wouldn't invite somebody into your house unless you knew who they were and you knew their background. Yet, you're asking Irish people to stand by and trust you and trust these other guys who are telling them the same thing. In my lifetime, all I've seen in Ireland is, is politicians doing what politicians do, which is passing the buck. And to be honest, Mary Lou, being hugely ineffective. They jump in to take credit for anything that goes right by chance or accident. And when something goes wrong, it's never their fault. I think 
We're looking at a future, Mary Lou, that unless you lot get your act together and start to be honest with the Irish people about the new arrivals and about the busloads arriving at night time, why under the cover of darkness? Do you, don't you understand that people have eyes? They're not stupid. And this, 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 this past the parcel, it's not working. Somebody somewhere in the government has got to be have the have the nuts to stand up and say, look, this is the plan. This is what's happening. You're not paranoid. You're not crazy. And most importantly, Mary, Mary Lou, you're not racist. This bullshit about calling Irish people racist because they care about their communities and their children. And it's a very clever game that you guys play. Oh, you're against all refugees. No. That was never the case, Mary Lou. But unvetted immigration, people arriving with no passports and no means of identification. How are you supposed to identify these people if they commit a crime? They don't have any identification documents. And I think it's become a charter for every scumbag in Europe knows that in Ireland, if you combine the, that, that policy of letting people come without passports and without papers, and you add that to the fact that we have the highest rate of unemployment money paid out and the best chance of getting yourself a house and the best chance of getting medical treatment for your sick children or for yourself, then it all starts to add up to what, what, what Mary Lou, unless you guys act now and stand up to the European Union and tell them, no, we're, we're fine, we're part of the European Union, but there's some things we will not do just on instruction because they're not good for our country. So please, Mary Lou, be honest. This lawsuit outlined that Pfizer skewed the testing data and asserted this broad 95% efficacy when the study showed a mere 0.85% efficacy. You write, quote, according to Pfizer's own data, preventing one COVID case required vaccinating 119 people. So if that is true, how should people react to that? Uh, I think they should react with, wow, I can't believe they pulled this over on us. And that's why I think this lawsuit is so important because not only do my people need to know that from Texas, but I think the nation needs to know that Pfizer, when they said it was 95% effective, as you said, we think it was more like less than 1% effective, and yet they continue to push this on us. The federal government pushed it on us. So did local and state governments. And now we, we're finding out the truth. And I think this lawsuit will help people make better decisions in the future when they realize that companies like Pfizer didn't tell them the truth. Uh, the federal government long ago, back in, I think, the, the, the 80s, passed a law that gave protection to pharmaceutical companies when they provided vaccines. There's no liability, complete protection. However, under state law, 
they don't have those same protections. We have a Deceptive Trade Practices Act, and that's what we're suing mm -hmm. them under, arguing that they did not tell our consumers in Texas the truth, and therefore there are damages because they, they didn't tell the truth about the effectiveness or the potential side effects of the vaccine. And I, we were just talking, something you said really struck me. You said, I noticed that when they were pushing it really hard and they were saying, we're only safe if we all get it, even though historically we're safe if we get it, and we shouldn't care about what everybody else is doing. That was kind of that first red flag that was raised for you. But the real kicker here is that they said it was something like 95% effective. And then people who got the vaccine were getting sick right away, right? That's what you're suing them. Yeah, it, because we think the number 95% was not a true number. It wasn't an accurate number. It wasn't a reliable number. And they knew it. That's our argument. They knew that it wasn't a reliable number. And therefore, they misled consumers about the effectiveness. So people are making healthcare decisions that are pretty important. And they're taking on a vaccine that hasn't really been tested. And we don't know the, the, the long-term effects. Yet they knew some of the potential side effects. And they knew that it wasn't 95% effective. And so people are making their decisions based on believing that Pfizer is telling them the truth. And of course, then the Biden administration came in and started threatening people with their jobs. And we had other you know, cities and states doing the same thing, forcing people to get this vaccine. And it was based on false information. And that's a real problem because it has long term consequences for consumers in Texas. What could be the outcome of a lawsuit like this? Well, for us, it's for every violation, which potentially is every time they, they lied or every time it affected a consumer, it's $10,000 per violation. That number can add up pretty fast because since we have, you know, 30 million people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think we've got a legitimate chance of at least getting more information about what they actually, uh, which, what, what they actually knew at the time and what they told consumers at the time. And if those were not true, there are damages associated with that. One of the good things about this litigation is it's going to bring out information that the public hasn't known. And we're going to make sure that information yeah. gets out. So at the very least, whether we win or lose, I think we're going to win. And, that, and potentially we'd have, yeah. we'd have other lawsuits. But at the very least, the public can go, wait a minute, I'm going to be a, a little, uh, I'm going to be a lot more hesitant to trust the Biden administration next time or any other government entity that tells me I have to get it or I'm going to lose my job or I have to get that pressure didn't add up. Hey, welcome back to the show. So, they tried to get rid of the Texas AG not too long ago, and Ken Paxton uh, stayed around. They couldn't get rid of him, and now they assured his revenge tour would begin. Texas AG sues Pfizer over claims. The company misrepresented its COVID vaccine efficiency. Quote in a nutshell, Pfizer deceived the public. The legal filing states, ooh, he'd love to see it and hear it. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson has sued the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, alleging the company unlawfully misrepresented the effectiveness of its COVID-19 vaccine and attempted to censor public discussion of the product. The COVID-19 vaccines are the miracle that wasn't, Paxson states, in the opening line of a 54-page legal filing. Texas prosecutors say the company violated the state's deceptive trade practices, the DTPA, informing the court that 
Toward the end of 2020, as Pfizer's vaccine rollout began, the company publicly and falsely stated that the vaccine was 95% effective. Remember that? And then remember, like, the next month when it was like, it's 60%. And then, well, you won't ever need it again. And then it was after six months, the, the efficiency rate goes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's tragic. Sort of. I mean... It was never going to work to begin. I mean, it was a rushed vaccine. I don't, I don't know why anyone rushed to take it. It never made any sense to me that people lined up out the door to get this shit. But then again, people lined up in fucking McDonald's parking lots for free hamburgers to get a goddamn vaccine. It is pathetically sad. Now going down here, because of these assertions, because of these bold assertions. Quote, Americans were given the impression that Pfizer's vaccine would end the coronavirus pandemic and lift the omnipresent veil of fear and uncertainty from an anxious public, the lawsuit states. Paxson's office said, or says that rather than improve the pandemic, the pandemic worsened after Pfizer's vaccine launch, in spite of the fact that the vast majority of the country received a COVID-19 vaccine, with most taking Pfizer's. Yet somehow, magically, death rates are way higher under Joe Biden than they are under Trump. And even then, all things considered, death rates before vaccination were minuscule. The vaccine, in this show's history of tracking the spread of COVID and the death counter, it skyrocketed people who were counted as COVID deaths post-vaccination. But I know a lot of retards who lined up to get the booster, just booster uh, not too long ago. Like, just, like, a month or two ago. I work with dumbasses who got it. I work with dumbasses who were excited to get the new one. I know people who have had a series of heart problems who have told me to my face that I'm wrong about the vaccine and they can't wait to get it, even though this time, like, a year or two ago, completely healthy, normal, young people. Now, the three you have in mind all have various heart conditions. One of them wasn't allowed to join the service because he had severe heart issues. He started to do the boot camp, and then he collapsed repeatedly. Dude has like uh, these like little fatty, little fatty clumps in his heart. But hey, I'm wrong about the vaccine, despite that being the only thing that changed in his life. Wild how that works. Now let's continue on. Paxson's office says that rather than improve the pandemic worsened after the Pfizer's vaccine launch in spite of the fact that a vast majority of the country received a COVID-19 vaccine with most taking Pfizer. Quote, how did Pfizer's vaccine achieve such widespread adoption yet fall short of the stated goal of ending the pandemic? Prosecutors ask, in a nutshell, Pfizer deceived the public, according to the lawsuit. Pfizer based its claims on just two months of clinical trial data. The results of those trials indicated that the status of vaccination had a negligible impact on whether a participant contracted COVID-19. Despite the company's claim of 95% efficiency, the Food and Drug Administration FDA preferred preferred efficiency metric showed that the vaccine was only 0.8% effective, prosecutors say. We are pursuing justice for the people of Texas, many of whom were coerced by tyrannical vaccine mandates to take a defective product sold by lies. 
Paxton said in a statement regarding the legal action. The facts are clear. Pfizer did not tell the truth about their COVID-19 vaccine, whereas the Biden administration weaponized the pandemic to force illegal public health decrees on the public and enrich pharmaceutical companies. I will use every tool I have to protect our citizens who were misled and harmed by Pfizer's actions. The court filing also says that Pfizer engaged in widespread censorship campaign to silence critics who discussed information undermining Pfizer's false efficiency narrative. Quote, Over the course of 2021, Pfizer's censorship campaign helped secure commitments to the purchase of at least 415 million and 2.7 billion doses of the U- uh, doses from the U.S. and foreign governments, respectively, displacing Pfizer's rivals and achieving the status of first-choice vaccine, prosecutors say. Paxton's office is seeking civil penalties for up to $10,000 per violation of the DTPA, which is a total of $10 million. Ooh, wow. That is... Fucking wild, and we will follow the story as it unfolds. That being said, I'm gonna wrap this up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and we will blow the top off these fucker stupid story. Stay tuned. So we all saw the riots that took place in Ireland after an Algerian man knifed a lady and three kids, to Conor McGregor now under investigation for calling on the failures of the government, to an Irish Lives Matter graffiti being labeled as hate speech. Here's how the politician in the nation reacted and are. While it's true that the Irish have known uh, a fair share of of oppression, the reality is uh, during that oppression we still maintained our, our invisibility cloak of white privilege. And we often hear about white privilege and it hadn't really occurred to me that I had white privilege as well, but now, listening to you, I understand that I do have a privilege. I think we shouldn't forget that our parliament still looks very male, very stale and pale. Of course you can say that. You're a middle-class white man. So you view the law completely different to somebody who is a traveller, to somebody who is uneducated, to somebody who's maybe a member of the Roma community. So it is very, very different you know that the law doesn't treat you the same. It doesn't treat you the same. You, as a white privileged man, how does my debt impact your life? I think it's worth putting on the record of of this house um, that that concept of of white privilege and and how that can be uh, normatized in our own lives. And, you know, we, we, as as we develop as a society and a more racially integrated society, I think need to become more and more conscious of that uh, within our own politics and and the advantage that that has brought, the corollary being that your whiteness is itself an advantage and to really understand that. I often observe young people as they walk together. One of their party or two of their party will be uh, uh, from you know their, their background may be from a different country and they are you know celebrating that and they're engaged in that much more so in the very dull white pasty Ireland that I grew up oh in. I think God. what we need to do in our own political system is to call out the hypocrisy of standing in a parliament like this full of white people and saying is racism is something that other people do.
because it's what politicians here in Ireland do. Because the Ireland that I grew up in was made for people just like me. It was made for white, middle-class, able-bodied, heterosexual uh, men. It was made for us. We've always run this place. We see ourselves everywhere. And if you walk around the walls of, uh, or, or the halls of, of this esteemed uh, uh, building, you generally see people who just look just like me. There is obviously a, a fairly obvious deficiency in what we're doing. We're basically a room full of white men talking about racism. Um, so just to name that. And one thing I strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target, set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions, uh, not so much in the Gardaí, not so much in the Defence Forces, not so much in the education sector, as the deputy mentioned, not at all in the civil service, which is very white, including the Department of Equality, for example. Uh, and that actually needs to change. There's serious work that needs to be done in the context of Irish politics, because even when you look at a male-dominated you know, politics, who are the males dominating that? And the majority are more privileged, mm -hmm. um, are predominantly white. There is very little ethnic visibility across any of that. So measures need to be put in place to start looking at that. Yeah, the last thing we want to do is replace a bunch of straight, white, middle-class, able-bodied men with a bunch of straight, white, middle-class, able-bodied women. Um, I yeah. think we need kind of intersectional approaches. Uh, but I know that's not what you were... Yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I, no, I take that point. I was, uh, I was just, just trying to hone course, in on that yeah. one. I mean, the, you, it's, it's vast, but you know, it's made up of a number of elements, gender as well, yeah. All legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. No wonder Ireland is fucked. Join me on Discord to talk about it. Come again, come again. Hey, welcome back to the show, folks. Now, there hasn't been much in this uh, level. Connor's kind of been... For the last week or so, people have been speculating whether or not Conor McGregor is actually going to run for Prime Minister of Ireland or President of Ireland. A lot of people have been thinking he would. I hope he does. And then, just, oh, a few hours ago as of this recording, McGregor posts something on Twitter. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my god, he might actually, he's running. I hope. I really hope. And I'm not familiar with this outlet. The Irish Mirror. Uh, seems, it sounds like they're a little bit of a rag, but I could be wrong. But this is by Dara McDonough. Let's get into it. Conor McGregor hints at presidential election bid in 2025. The controversial MMA fighter criticized his potential rivals for RS and Urchiton. Urchurin, okay, and suggested he would privately fund weekly votes to ensure accountability. Ooh, that'd be nice. And also, he's like the most famous Irishman in the world right now. Perhaps one of the most famous Irishmen in history. Certainly recent history, at least globally. Like, this man is known all over the world. There are people in countries with electricity who have pictures of him on their wall. He's huge. And he's like the heart of Ireland. He's also a super 
masculine figure. He's an outsider who's independently wealthy and can fund his own campaign. And with his name alone, that's a big-ass campaign investment, too. He doesn't even need to spend that much money. He himself is the campaign. Kind of like how Trump in 2016, outsider, independently wealthy, spurred on by immigration problems around for president, and here we are. I, uh, I'm down. I'm down. Bare minimum? It's not the establishment. It's something different, right? And only that, it's something patriotic. So I'm down to see where it goes, and it's not my country. Conor McGregor has hinted that he may be considering a run for the presidency in 2025 and has criticized his potential rivals for the office. The controversial MMA fighter also suggested that he would privately fund weekly votes to ensure accountability, starting, quote, stating, quote, it would not be me in power as president. People of Ireland, it would be me and you. Sounds presidential. In a post on X earlier today, McGregor assessed the potential uh, the potential competition if he runs for election, referring to former uh, Tawasi Bertie, Arn, and Edna Kenny, as well as former Sinn Fin leader Gary Adams. Oh, that's a fucking name I can actually read. Uh, Gary. I'm sorry, Gary, 78, uh, Bertie, 75, and Edna, 74. Jesus Christ, a bunch of fucking geezers. He wrote, however, all three ages are incorrect, as Mr. Adams is 75, and and both Mr. Uh, Ed Hearn and Mr. Kenny are both 72. They're still old fucking geezers who've accomplished fuck all, so... Quote, each, uh, each with unbreakable ties to their individual party party's politics, regardless of what the public outside of their parties feel, he continued, these parties govern themselves versus govern the people. Yeah, and here's the tweet. Ireland, your president. Which is a real swanky fucking photo. To my understanding, he is really popular in Ireland. Like, the Irish people love him. As they should. Hey, look, he's one of the few fighters that comes into America, gets into the MMA, and actually gives back to Ireland. Do you know how many people join the MMA and just abandon their country? Like, how many fighters say, I'm from, I, I represent Brazil, and they don't live in Brazil. They haven't lived in Brazil in, like, 15 years. They moved here, made it big, and stayed here, and have done nothing for Brazil. They're American, effectively, at that point. The only thing they're going to use Brazil for is a place to flee if the going gets tough. That's it. That's it. He just opposed the three retired politicians with himself, age 35. Young, active, passionate, fresh skin in the game. He said, I listen, I support, I act, I have no affiliation, bias, or favoritism. Bias. Or favoritism toward any party. However, McGregor's apparent campaign launch was greeted with some skepticism. People before profile... Uh, People Before Profit TD Paul Murphy wondered whether the sports star was familiar with the nomination procedure for presidential candidates. In order to get their names on the ballot, candidates 
must first secure the nomination of 20 uh, Oritas members or four local authorities. You don't think he can get either of those? I think he could. Uh, competition by run. Yep, there they are. Bunch of old fucking geezers. Steve Jobs' uncle right here. It is unknown whether McGregor uh, would have sufficient support among TDs, senators, and counselors to secure a nomination. This comes after the Irish Mirror revealed that he was being investigated by Grade, the police, for alleged incitement to hatred leading up to last month's Dublin riot. In his post on social media earlier today, the Crumlin native said, quote, they would genuinely be held to account regarding the current sway of the public feeling. I'd even put it all to vote. There'd be votes every week to make sure, he added, quote, I can fund it would not be me in power as president. People of Ireland, it would be me and you. It followed. Oh, good. Populist Ireland first. That's what I want for every country. I want the leader of every country to be that country first. You're the president of Poland. Poland first. I want America first. President for America. Ireland deserves an America first. Or an Ireland first politician. And none of these sellout politicians who want to sell them up river to people. And not only that, Conor McGregor is far more cultured and experienced in dealing with other countries and their politics. Just on the grounds of being an MMA fighter who has to deal with all these different countries' requirements to be in their country and get a passport to go there. Then the people in active power in Ireland. It seems pretty no-brainer, don't it? Uh, he's posted on social media earlier today. Vote. There'd be votes every week to make sure he added, quote, I can fund. It would not be me in power, but you people would be in power, you know, President, people of Ireland, it would be me and you. It follows an earlier post on X in which he state he shared a photograph of himself in a white suit holding what appears to be a glass of whiskey. It was accompanied by the caption reading, Ireland, your president. Yeah, and it scares the fuck out of the establishment. And all this is down here is, man from Del Monte wants his suit back. Okay. And Mick the Patty. All right, Mick the Patty. And uh, Jim Jam over here says, Jesus wept. Yeah, presumably for the three children that some sick fuck attempted to murder and the government protecting the sick fuck who tried to murder them. I assume Jesus wept for that, not for a man standing for his country. Just a thought here. But that being said, this short episode is actually come to an end right about here. Because, again, there's not a whole lot to go off of here. This is just speculation. People are talking about it. This is the most recent thing. And this seems like the most solid thing Connor has posted in, uh, well, the most uh, presidential-esque thing he's posted in a while. So, if there's an update on this and it's, like, definitive, Connor McGregor is running for president, then we'll, uh, we'll be here to do an update about that. But until next time, I've been James Madison, and I will talk to y'all later.
I thought it was all over. Uh.